Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You have any freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. A lot of goodies there for you, including the press conferences from Wednesday. Thank you, sir. With Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Carroll. Also, ECU head basketball coach Mike Schwartz after the Pirates' victory last night where they did the same thing they do every game. Get down by a lot, come back, make it exciting. And we saw that against Hampton last night. We'll uh, hear what Mike Schwartz had to say. He was not too pleased uh, with what happened uh, in the game last night. Uh, I think he's tired of the deficits and the comeback. So we'll hear uh, what he had to say. We'll recap that one uh, with a lot of our guests today uh, on today's program, including... Troy D., who was at the game last night. Justin Bear from ECU Marketing, who I saw last night up in Section 213. They'll be here to kick off today's show. Kevin Monroe joins us at 3.30 to talk Senior Day. East Carolina and Houston coming up this Saturday, 2 o'clock, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. We'll have our Flight by Yingling practice report with a lot of audio from the coaches coming up at 4 o'clock. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, has been hot uh, early on this season in college basketball. We'll get his take on uh, college hoops and also East Carolina and Houston. And touchdown, Tony Collins will join us in the 5 o'clock hour to talk Pirates and NFL. So we got a lot to get to on this Thursday show. Also, what is on your mind, you can chime in. If you have a uh, question for Justin Bear or any of our other guests, you can get in on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt's here. Troy D. alongside. Hello, Troy. Good to see you, Clipper. How are you? Great. How are you? Doing well. Good to hear. Feeling Starting to feel back to almost 100%. From? From like last month. The Monday. sickness? Yeah. I don't know what it was. but uh, It's going around. Yeah. I'm feeling a lot better. Justin Bear, how are you? Good. Can I start? With, I have a grievance that I've been sent here oh with. boy uh th- those are our grievance hours next hour <laughs> um brian Medor, friend of the program sure um would like to know when he is going to be invited back on pirate radio next he said it's been a while since he's been invited on pirate radio that's a fair, that's a fair grievance and you know, he just <clears throat> can i handle that Cliff? uh yeah we could we could tie this into the ask the owner segment okay you know could be a good one where why isn't why on? why is brian medor not on high radio i would like to uh do a bless you by the way <laughs> bless you my son thank you um i would like to do propose that we do a reunion press box program you would like I, to propose that that because i will that's host, been proposed for four months no i'd like to move forward with it with medor bailey and i even i extended it to weaver and i will tell you weaver I acted like he was either too busy or wasn't interested when I presented him the idea. So I will give him one more chance. I'll see him at the tailgate this Saturday. Okay. 
I said, we're going to do this, Cliff. I'm going to move it from I'd like to to we're going to go. do it. I'm going to move it up the the priority list. And if Weaver doesn't want to opt in, I will find a fourth, either yourself or someone else, that will participate with us on our press box reunion show that Meador could be a part of first. I, at this point, I'll believe it when I see it. Right, no, I'm dead serious about doing that. Either right before Thanksgiving or right after Thanksgiving. All right. So next week's a short week. Yep. So if you tell Mr. Meador... May not work next week, but the following week, I think going into maybe the last home football game, yeah, would be, I a, will, good, uh, would be a good I, week to I do that. I will relay that message. He might be listening right now. Yeah. I don't know if he is or not. But. So, uh, Meadow will work around your schedule so we can get that done. And then um, separately, we can always incorporate him in December on the PRL, too. All right. Where well, Justin is sitting. As John Moody says, uh, still waiting for that press box episode. I'm with John here. I'm kind of like, all right, well, let's let's get it done. Let's make it happen. All right, we're going to make it happen. And me to work. I'm glad I could accelerate this process, potentially. Yeah, and as far as it goes on this program. I'm not going to let that Billy Weaver derail our plans. All right, again, it's been three months. <clears throat> I know. So let's we, we got to get it done. Okay. Um, me to kind of has an open invite, but it is on me to invite him to the show. So uh, I'm a big me fan. I think this would have been a great week to have him after the Cowboys lost and Washington beat Philadelphia. So, heck, I might have a spot for him tomorrow. We'll see. All right, but uh, anything else, Justin? Uh, we have a lot of complaints that we want to pass along to you. So any- I'm done with my grievances. <laughs> That's it? I had, That's I had an one, easy one. Yeah, that was my, real one, one. my one and only. Uh, John Moody said, hashtag ask the bear, so we can have the <laughs> ask the owner a, and ask the bear segment. That was more of a request than a grievance, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it really was. It yeah, was I wanted to make it sound worse than it actually was. Yeah, that's not really a grievance. We thought. I just really wanted better. to express Meador's disappointment. Is Meador not getting enough airtime? Like, is he, he's clamoring for <laughs> Yeah, he needs to get his face back out attention. there again. I did see, uh, we were talking about this before we went on the air, the, from the, what is it, from the helm? Helm. Yes. They call it, from uh, John Gilbert. Who uh, basically, it was exactly what we talked about last week, Clip. You guys talked about it. I talked about it, too, as far as fixing the problem, as far as the students not being on TV. And I said the easy fix is just flip-flop the sidelines. He actually addressed that and said that's being looked into. Yeah, it's one of the options that we're looking into. Um, As he mentioned, uh, part of the Pirates United campaign is to do some upgrades to Minji's, and one of those things is to do chairback seating. So we're trying to figure out where those are going to go, and then that kind of leads the conversation from there and we said we kind of <clears throat> joked telling you like hey chandler and i'll go out there uh to Minji's this weekend and switch everything around if we need to chairs and everything but you said there are some technical Technic, yeah, electrical just with, with where everything has to hook in so that yeah. all the audio and you can hear music and morgan and all that it's not just and about then, and then the plus broadcasts everybody can right. hear yeah. everybody yeah. in there so a little more to it than just moving a table yes yeah. but i wish it was that easy right you said it was be it, it is on the it is something i had to discuss and probably not for this season but for next season no it'll be it'll be next season about. yeah i mean once we kind of start the season keep everything consistent so i do think there needs to be you know looked at it last night again kind of a little more there's so much gray in Minji's. If there yeah. could be more purple, like purple seats, and I yeah. know when the new seats go in, hopefully they'll be purple. Um, it is very drab, and yes. I do think a lot of that is the color palette that's in there. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you know you see some of those arenas that they you know do those like multicolored seats, and part of that is so when you're on TV, it doesn't look because it looks like people are wearing just different colored mm-hmm. shirts throughout the arena. So when you have that consistent gray, definitely you can see it a little bit more. What are you doing to fix that? Um, we're trying to get more people to go to games <laughs> to right. get people in those gray seats. That is what you, your yeah, job. Yeah, that is my job. Description yeah, that's is. literally what my job is. So, all right, good stuff. Yeah, that's um, the fan engagement part. That's more of the marketing side. 
We have questions. So for... what is fan engagement? Once they're there. Yeah. Have you been engaging fans? Yeah, I think the crowd's been great at Minji's this year. I was Especially... personally engaged last night by Justin. Yes, I. Engaged How did you with... engage? I went and sat Pine Clip for a few minutes and oh, watched really? the game with him. Yes, yeah. I, I saw you stand in front of me for a minute. Yes, and yeah. that was yes, I was at a holler at some, you, but you were busy working, so yeah, I don't want to bother doing some you. work stuff. Yeah. So you were a little stressed out on the Pizza Hut thing too. Yeah, that didn't go like as quickly as it was supposed to. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's a lot, you got to manage. It's a lot to manage. People learning, don't see the yes, stuff behind yeah. the scenes. Learning like, process because you only have a certain window of time. Yeah, these timeouts. Two fifteen. Yeah, and a lot of times is that's when you're doing your promotions and things like that. And if things don't go off right away, then it screws everything up and yep. then it puts the band off and all that stuff yeah so yeah we got through it yeah <clears throat> not that this is a grievance session on you no, no i appreciate this is more of an observation yeah. session no this is yeah it's like a meeting we've called yeah. you in for a meeting yeah. we're going over not the upset yeah. with you about it just yeah. noticed no i appreciate the feedback yeah have you uh met with mr beast in the last couple of days uh no okay i was not i was not a part of those meetings what about mr least <laughs> I mean, he's here right now. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> I didn't know which one to look at, but <laughs> take your pick. What's it, sir? There's a whole full room yeah. full of Mr. Lee's. Take your pick. All right, so a lot to talk about with Senior Day coming up on uh, Saturday, Justin. Yeah. I guess namely we were talking about this, and we've been saying, hey, make sure you are in your seat and giving these seniors the ovation they deserve. Uh, but we haven't told people exactly when to do that so that's why you're here so what is the schedule of events looking like for saturday i would recommend being your seats uh 30 minutes prior to kickoff so about 1 30 um senior day presentation will start um 25 minutes out so i think the exact time is 137 but um i would recommend getting there 130 um so think about that the back time from there if you're in your seat at 130 it might take you 15 minutes to get yes. to the gate, to walk through yes, and all that correct. stuff. So you may want to leave the tailgate. I'm just trying to, you know, explain yeah, it. Yeah. By 110, 115 to allow enough time correct. to be in your seat at 130. A lot of people hear 130 and they think, they okay, let's head at in at 130 and then you've yeah. missed it. Yeah. So yeah. I was, because I saw Morgan earlier, I said, hey man, I really, usually I'm not there that early. Usually I get there, I'm lucky to get there by the national anthem. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I would like to see all this stuff. Yeah. I would like to honor these seniors and be there as they're recognized and I want to try and make sure I'm in my seats at yeah. one thirty. We're going to shut down the tailgate a little yeah. earlier. Yeah, that is. Uh, this group definitely deserves. I think, you know, I mean, every senior class we've ever had, you know, deserves recognition. But this group has been through, through a lot, and you know, COVID and some down years, and now getting back to bowl eligibility. Um, so they've been an integral part of all that. So and a, a pretty large number of them, it looks like. I know ECU put out a video that. Uh, I thought it was awesome highlighting the seniors and doing a Q&A with those guys about their career here and everything. But do you know the number off it's the top fif- of your head? 15. Yeah, 15. the 15 you saw in there are the 15 that are okay. yeah, going to be a part of it. Anything else going on, Justin, specifically as far as uh, for training? loves a flyover. Is there a yeah. flyover for this last home football game? which would be a perfect, you know, 2 o'clock, going to be sunny skies, perfect weather for a flyover, which we have not had yet this year. There might be some birds that fly over. <laughs> but no, there will not be any planes. One of the over. great things about having an open-air stadium, Troy, could always be a flyover. Yeah. There's there's flights out of Pacerinville all the time. <laughs> we should start <laughs> scheduling some of those for the yeah. football game. I was at the beach a few weeks ago, and a Harrier, like two or three Harriers came in in formation and kind of buzzed the beach. And it was awesome. You know, yeah. it was the, the roar of those Harriers, yeah. if you're the scene it i was like 
Man, this is like you guys pay big bucks for a flyover for like yeah. this at the game. This was just a freebie here. The only thing better awesome. than a football flyover is a beach flyover. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Kind of gave, gave me some goosebumps. Got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I wish I had it recorded. I wasn't able to get it um, my phone to record it quick enough. But it was it was because it happened so fast. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah they come in. One, it was yeah. unexpected. Like you didn't even know it was coming. Like the minute you you heard it after you like saw it because they're so fast. Oh yeah, you know. So it was pretty cool though. All right, so no flyover. What about any free handouts? Any free? No, freebies? nothing. Nothing. No freebies. freebies. No freebies. How about um, uh, discounted tickets for this game? There are discounted yes, tickets. Yes, found something. Right. Yes, um, lower bowl tickets are twenty five dollars. Uh, upper bowl fifteen. Um, come out, get your tickets. Now. I'm hearing now what over forty one thousand tickets yeah. sold or something. Yep. Alex asking how are the ticket donation numbers looking? You know you got that. Um, I know. I was in Ryan Robinson's uh, office yesterday, and I know at least one person bought a hundred. Um, and there's been a spattering of some others who have been have been doing that and buying, and um, we're finding uh, charities too and different groups to give those to. So um, we do appreciate all those people who are unable maybe to come themselves or are just you know it's that holiday season and just doing a little giving. So appreciate all those people. Talked to Drew at the Pirate Club last night. He said um, somebody in the late afternoon bought a block of like 700 tickets, six wow. or 700 tickets to yeah. help donate to. So. Should be a great crowd out there. Yeah, tonight. I think I think it'll be a really good crowd. I mean, it's the perfect time I think for a November game is at two o'clock. It'll, I agree. Sun's out. It'll be a little warmer than it would be at at night, and it's enough time for people to get into town and you know. High of fifty five degrees on um, on Saturday. Sunny skies though, so uh, and that high is going to hit right around one two o'clock. So, so uh, it'll be perfect. You know, it'll be a little bit cooler in the morning, but. Uh, Get out there around, you know, tailgate time, around 10, 11 o'clock, whenever you may be. Uh, by the time kickoff rolls around, it's going to be, you know, mid-50s and comfortable. Yeah. I'll say. Good hoodie weather, as I like yes. to say. Jack asking, will we be giving free food to Dana Holgerson? It's uh, like, watch your language clip. Jack asked. What did I say? Jack asked? Oh, I guess. Slow Jack asked. I was like, Jack asked? What are you talking about? Uh, that He's is, guest. Be I nice. Think. Hey, Jack. <laughs> that is a reference to when Dana Holgerson said that schools like East Carolina and Marshall are uh, taking the foods out of the mouths of the West Virginias of the world. So... Uh, if you do have any leftover pregame food, send it Dana's yeah. way. I noticed he toned down his rhetoric some this week. Did you notice he was very complimentary? You know, well, he was, yeah, he just wasn't a jackass, right? Yeah, he's talking about, oh yeah, I've been there. It's great, you know, awesome fan support. Unlike the Texas coach from baseball, remember where he kind of amped it up? Yeah, animals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm look, I'm not a Dana guy, but. Looking forward to seeing him in person yeah. on Saturday. I'd love to send him home with an L. Yeah. God, it would be great. They're a weird team. They put up yeah. a lot of points. They, they they give up a lot of points. Yeah, they give up a ton of points. Yeah. They are playing below expectations this year. But, um, and we'll talk to Jeff Nadeau later, with only two conference losses, still mathematically a shot to play in a championship. So yeah. they've got a lot to play for True. on Saturday. Yeah. yeah uh john asking any bowl preparations going on from a marketing standpoint even without knowing the bowl yet no i mean we're i mean we're getting ready for it we'll be ready but it's kind of hard to do much of anything without a location so um we're excited it is good that we get kind of a little runway we're not going to find out next week if we're going to a bowl or not knowing helps but when does that announcement now that we're out of the you know we're not going to be in the conference you know championship so we're not in the you know, running for the Cotton Bowl, let's say. You know it's going to be one of the regular yeah. you know, alignment bowls that the conference has. When will they come out with that? Because it seemed like last year it seemed like they came out pretty 
quickly yeah. with the military bowl. In fact, it was almost a week ahead of time before they even announced uh, our opponent. They had uh, us before even they announced Boston yeah. College. Could that happen again this year? We go ahead and get placed quickly. It, it is possible. Um, I would say the earliest you'll see is probably early next week, but I would say it's more likely um, going to be later in the week after conference championship because that does sort of you know dictate where the rest of the things fall and depending on you know Cincinnati for example is are they going to go to a P6 game are they you know going to end up being at a one of the regular bowls right. and things like that so. so if they get that takes one out of the mix yeah so then it filters down yeah correct. I got you um is there any value to uh last year's military bowl merchandise in your opinion funny that was going to be my next topic so i'm glad you got to it before i did um, because i've got a i've got an inside track a guy has contacted me from boston college that is trying to sell me east carolina versus boston college military bowl gear shirts hats hoodies um if i was to acquire this gear would you be interested in possibly buying some of it um, it's a tempting offer, <laughs> um, but I think I personally will pass, but there may be some yeah. pirate fans out there who, you know, maybe they only made it halfway to Annapolis and missed out on their bowl gear and still still want some. I mean, Justin, imagine Caleb LeCount hits a three in Minji's and the cheerleaders get up and start tossing military bowl shirts into the crowd. Could you Every, imagine? What a scene. Every, yeah. Everybody's going crazy. People yeah. will be popping those shirts up and be like, wow, this is a collector's item here. <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought. So should we do a deal on this? <laughs> what will it take to yeah. get you in that shirt today? Do, do you want me to hear the email response I sent to the guy? <clears throat> sure. I said, Don, I've asked around, but unfortunately, I don't think there's any market for that merchandise. Even for free, it doesn't really excite folks, the people we've contacted. So spending money on it would be a no-go for me. ECU will be going to a new bowl game next month, and I can't find anyone that wants gear from last year's bowl game that was never played. Thanks for asking, but sorry, I cannot help you. Huh. I mean, good response. Yeah. yeah, I just I didn't want to just say no. I wanted what? him to the the question you to I, say the, hell no. The question: Can you send him a follow up email and ask why he has all of this? <laughs> yeah. like, uh, what well, did he What did he do that he has all this? That's a uh, good point. That was in a previous. Let me see if I can find the previous email. Does he um, like work in their athletic department or something? Riding to see if you'd have any interest in ECU Military Bowl hats and T-shirts. I've got 200 tees, 95 ECU hats. We purchased all the Boston College merchandise. This came as part of the package. Uh, Ah, thought you could use these in a promotion. So these are ECU specific. Yeah, they're ECU specific. But so he's trying Mm. to make some money off of us, and I'm like, dude, even for free, it's still a headache for me at this point. You know? Yeah. I got to store it. What are we going to do with it? Who wants? old bowl mer- gear that wasn't played yeah you know if we'd beat the crap out of boston college maybe you know yeah would have yeah. been a great giveaway for all the kids yesterday the women's game kids love yeah, shirts they now do. if this was some dude out of atlanta said we were clearing out some offices in the peach bowl oh, offices God. and we found a an unopened box Reset of the, 1992 reset the, uh, reset Peach Bowl the Troy, uh, Championship gear of, of ECU Pirates. Zero days since Troy mentioned the Peach Bowl. <laughs> I mean, hell yeah. How much do you want? Of Take course. my money. Uh, they played and won. there were yes. fans that would there, buy yeah. that. And there's probably some gear down there that they have in storage that they don't even know, you know. Like, even if this was a guy, what was the, uh, was it Gallery Furniture where they beat Texas Tech? Yeah. Yeah. Like even that would be intriguing just yeah. because it would have that nostalgia. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I could see. Like the red like 
the retro stuff now being cool again. Yeah, yeah it's, so, not I retro, mean, it's not old enough could, to be retro. You could buy it and sit <laughs> on it for there. 15 or 20, 20 years. Plus years. Yeah. Am I willing to make that <laughs> investment? investment? Yeah, because yeah. they actually played in one. We're talking about a bowl game that didn't even exist, really. Yeah. That's, yeah. Butch, that makes it unique. That's a yeah. long-term play right That's there. That's a for, long-term so, investment. Yeah. I just don't know if I'm willing to. <laughs> wonder if I can get a better ROI in another investment somewhere. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. <laughs> Uh, just thought it was an interesting proposal. Yeah. You're a marketing guy. Just wanted to see if I was missing the boat on something. No, Jay says, you. let him send them for free. Write it off as a donation. Give it to Salvation Army. Well, I mean. Well, he could also do the same thing himself. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't think he wants to send them for free. Right. Uh, Nathan says, is little Scream going to purchase those military bullshit. I think he meant a little scary. Yeah, Nathan. little Scream is his cousin. And now, a little scary might be coming after you for getting his name right. Put some respect <laughs> yeah. on his name. Little Scream. He said it twice. It could be a little Scream merch giveaway. Nathan, you might be in the crosshairs yeah. now, buddy. Well, I, well that's, his, that's his second cousin, little Scream. Uh, a little scary went after Isaiah Winstead earlier this week. I heard. Yeah. yeah. It's not disgusting. It was, uh, it was pretty brutal. and uh, Not the best timing. But Isaiah said that... Uh, he respects him now. Like, it, it really ended in a, a way I didn't think it would end. That's good. I'm glad we can put that behind us. Yeah, it's all over. <laughs> Thank goodness. All right. Isaiah uh, can play uh, focused. Yeah, sport. right. That might have been in his head. Yeah, watch him score five touchdowns now. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, but, man, back to senior day. Uh, that got way off the rails. <laughs> What's that? That whole conversation. We were talking about senior day, and we somehow ended up on Troy buying Boston College. Have you ever been on this show? Yes, I have. It's always a good reminder when I come back, though, of how this thing whole works. It it always ends in a Troy D story. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Did we finish? Well, we got everything in for. I think we're. Yeah. yeah. We were down to uh, what are you doing for fans? You got discounted tickets Tickets, for twenty five bucks. We're at the like fun portion of the. Yeah, we are. We we took care of your business. We checked the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any unfinished business from uh, your perspective? No. Okay. What basketball game are you bringing the uh, football team out and saying they're coming to? I, I always like yeah. that one. We're trying to figure that out still. Um, Got to work around their schedule. And You want to wait till after the bowl game? It'll be probably before the bowl game. Um, try to hype up the bowl oh, okay. a little bit. That's a good so, idea. But we'll see what their schedule looks like and when we can fit them in. Yeah. Uh, Justin, a little behind the scenes. Um, I have been asked to do PA December 11th against Coppin State. I know, I was the one who asked you. Uh, well, you also asked me if I'd be involved in Minji's Madness, and I agreed, and then you uh, pulled the rug out from under me, so I just want this, this out there to everyone. This one this one, I am not pulling your offer, unless Morgan decides whatever <laughs> whatever show he's going to. That was a quick unless, Morgan, unless. Unless Morgan's uh, unless Morgan's show, gets canceled. Unless his, uh, his, I forget what he's going. Wedding? I don't remember what he's doing. But what night oh, is Oh, no, it? unless the couple decides is to get it a wet, wait, yeah. What night is it, Cliff? It's Saturday? A, it's on a Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. I think he's going to some show in raleigh or something ah okay so all right well but no i'm not gonna pull this offer from you all right good because that was uh pretty devastating last it time. was devastating for me as well yeah. i didn't really want to send that text but <laughs> the bear the bearer of bad news i was the bearer of bad news in that one the, the bear bearer of bad, of bad news, news. yeah <laughs> all right just uh because i'm excited about it i'm ready to, to get back are you to, gonna bring the excitement of 213 down to the table yeah that's what i plan to do can i do it from section 213 that would be fun that would be something troy d had a game last night for the first time why do you say for a first time you don't know my whereabouts and what i do and what i don't do this is very accusatory also at at the game last night yeah i saw uh cj johnson was there holt naylor sat behind us i saw a lot of football guys there so it was a great night i gotta tell you first half a little iffy again 
Second half? This I is, saw this someone. This is how I know Troy hasn't been in the first two games. I know. No, I saw <laughs> someone tweet out. Might have been JJC from uh, yeah, baseball. Said Coach Schwartz is a hell of a halftime coach speaker. Yeah. You know. I think he preferred to not have to give those halftime speeches anymore. He's an awful pregame pep talk speaker. He's like, guys, just go out there and then do what you do. And then at halftime, Hampton really was stuck on 70 forever. If they were up 70 to 57 with seven something left. It's a 20 0 run, I think. 20 0 run. Didn't make a field goal the last seven plus yeah. minutes. 25 3 to end the game, I believe, is what I saw. Jeez. I mean, they honestly, look, I'm glad our Pirates won, not their Pirates, but they ought to be ashamed of themselves to let that one slip yeah. away. Uh-oh. Same thing for Mercer and Presbyterian. Yeah. <laughs> and every team that yeah. plays us. It's, uh, it's we're not, you know, and it's great to have comebacks like that, but eventually we're going to run up against a team in conference that you're not going to be able to come back on like that, you know. Yeah. Or non conference on the road. I think the home crowd helps out a lot. Yeah, I definitely they, think that's a factor. They stay uh, engaged. It's been really, yeah. really fun to see. We're talking about the student crowds uh, off the air, Justin, but they've been great this year. Yeah, I mean, we had a little under 1,800 for the first game. We were at 900 for uh, last Saturday and then almost 1300 last night which is great anytime we're starting to put students in that upper deck is what's capacity for students like how many student tickets do you have for basketball 2000 i can't remember what we like set the number at but i mean if we have open seats we're going to keep putting students in there i got um, you so if seats go unsold then you can convert them to a student yeah ticket. correct i mean i think the number is like 2500 okay. is what we like cap it at but right so some as you said some of those go in the upper level yeah so, okay yeah. Yeah, I noticed a bunch of students. Uh, yeah, that was last night. It's always good when they're in the upper level. Uh, we did not set this up. Jack has a question for you. I'm ready. All right. Is living on a prayer still being played? As I have continued to say, as long as our fans continue to sing "Living on a Prayer," we will continue to play "Living on a Prayer." So that will be right, played. Um, I will say, Clip, um, you are a big fan of the uh, the finish the lyrics videos. I have seen this week's version. It's airing at halftime. I would recommend if you're going to be at the game, stay in your seat at halftime. Oh, man, now it's I a lot. It's now I got to get there early, and I got to stay at halftime. I'm just, I, this is more for Clip. I know Clip has right. been coming to games a little bit, but finish the lyric will be at halftime this week. And and then Jared, I, Jared Gardner is the the greatest performer in finish the lyric history. And then after the finish the lyric, do they play the song for the whole crowd like they did we, last time? We will try to do that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I have a request. Okay. Uh, especially for basketball. Yep. I, I think the best thing in the at- for atmosphere for basketball is the pep band. I yep. think that makes it a collegiate game. Yep. It's fun. You don't see that at the pro level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, first of all, I think the pep band sounds awesome. They yeah, do a great job. Great. Yep. Um, how can we get more pep band and less recorded music at basketball games? So it's always a balance we have to strike because um, some of it is, you know, keeping students engaged and keeping the team, you know, in their you know their headspace correctly but um, we try to kind of balance it and go 50 50 um, and kind of feel it out because there is sometimes you know i think the band is great and adds for atmosphere but sometimes those quick 30 second timeouts playing something like a sandstorm or whatever keeps those crowd you know up jumping clapping so d- along. sometimes it depends on the length of the time yeah that that so quick timeouts aren't necessarily band friendly yeah and it's, it's a little bit harder for the band to get into something yeah um, especially when you're getting those call timeouts that we're not really prepared for it's a little bit easier for us to kind of just click a button and yeah well just I, I the longer timeouts it's great yeah. to have the band play yeah, I, I, I enjoy those guys and yep the director brings a lot of energy i yeah. watched him a lot dr dr joe and his uh, two gas are great yeah yeah band's been awesome this year also uh commended and, and a conductor want, i should say yeah i want to commend uh justin and tell whoever is responsible 
that I said so, that bringing in the Green Central band when our band couldn't be there was a great move, and yeah. they did a fantastic yeah. job. And, and if Green Central can't do it you are during the holidays, we have, um, if there is a, a no-show, or I do have a suggestion that me, Clip, and Chandler would be able to provide our services. And we Just give us three mics. We could, we could go acapella. Womp. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. So just let us know. I will say we have a few more high school bands coming this year. <laughs> if uh, they can't make if it. If they can't make it. We're just offering um, our services, Justin. Um, I will see. Um, I'll see how we can maybe make that happen. So that's not a no. It was a good <laughs> That was a definite thing. So there's a chance. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to get to Kevin Monroe. Justin, we're having fun. You're welcome yeah. to hang out the you rest hang? of the day. Or you want to hang out? You good? Or you got to go? I can hang out for a little while. Hey! 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 got to hang out for a little while guy here. Justin's a big not a no guy. Yeah. He doesn't really <laughs> give us a yes, <laughs> but he's a big not a no. Next segment, he'll just disappear, but that yeah. wasn't enough. I might yeah. just walk out in the middle of the next segment. That's I don't fine. Know. Yeah, That's we're fine. just, just going to feel Hang out. out. Why not? All right. You can ask Monroe a question. We got uh, Kevin Monroe joining us next. We'll talk Pirates and Houston Cougars when we roll on hour number one of Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Quick update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Old Dominion making a run. Uh, they're playing down in Charleston. This is a little preview to Feast Week, I guess. College basketball on all day uh, next week. Quite a bit with Maui and all those tournaments going on. But ODU uh, has cut the Virginia Tech lead. Uh, down to single digits with uh, over five minutes left to go in the second half. So we'll keep an eye on that. A lot of college hoops, a lot of sports going on this time of year. I was flipping around last night, Clip, and catching some action. You know, Mac always oh, seems man. to own uh, Wednesday night. I always thought, and I got to tell you, I was a little surprised last night. Came across three national televised games for Mac last night. I always know they have like one featured game a lot of times on ESPN2. They had a game, I believe, on ESPN2. They had a game on ESPNU, and then CBS Sports Network had a uh, Mac game on. I just didn't realize, is it just this time of year maybe they picked more of them up? Isn't it usually like one kind of featured game? Dave, being a Mac guy myself, um, it's Where'd usually... Where'd you go to school? Ohio. You're a Bobcat. I'm a Bobcat. Got to beat Bowling Green this week, getting a conference championship game. But they usually have two, um, you know, two Tuesday night and two Wednesday night. I uh, I was I got drawn into the Chippewas game mm-hmm. because of all the snow. Yeah, it was. It was Did you see that crazy, last night? Yeah, yeah. It looked like they only had probably 100 people left in the stands because it was so freaking cold up yeah. there. But... Uh, Wow, what a wild finish that was. It was, yeah. And speaking of which, Justin Bear, big Browns fan. Yep. Uh, Forecasts are calling for snow totals of three to six feet by Sunday yeah. in Buffalo. I heard about that. 
and uh, the Browns are playing the Bills this weekend could potentially be moved. Sounding like it's going to be played in Detroit now. Yeah, uh, I, and I'll tell you, I don't know. I think they should just play the game. I think so, too, as you know? a Browns fan and thinking about them just going to be running the football. That was really my my <laughs> hope and prayer that the Browns are going to beat the Bills this week. Was that it was just going to turn into a running game. And Number one, you move it go. too early, you know the forecast will get blown. Yep. You know, we've seen that happen here. With Hey, let's go ahead and close schools, and then it's a beautiful sunny day. Yep. Uh, number two... How soft are we as a society now that we're just moving games because of snow? I'm, I'm going to guess that the reason they're moving it for snow is um, Cleveland having to figure out its way um, into Buffalo with three to six feet of snow. Yeah. Would be my. They got snow plows. I love that you're calling people soft as if like you'd be out there <laughs> just, at all. They can handle it up there. It's down here. We can't. If it was three, three to six feet here, okay, we have a, a crisis. Up there, that's what they're used to, right, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of lake effect snow, but it's it's still a lot of snow, especially in 24 hours. It's like they're predicting. So. We need more tough people in the world like Troy did. Thank you, Cliff. Yeah, well, I appreciate need. you recognizing that. Uh, let's head out to the Pit Electric Live line. Speaking and of tough guys. Talk to. He's in your category. Yeah. Yes. Tough guys. Me and Camo are both tough. When, yeah, when you think Kevin Monroe and Troy D, just one in the same. <laughs> Kevin Monroe joins us today. Kevin, how you doing, man? We're like stepbrothers, me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Are you Will Ferrell or uh, or John C. Don't Rally? answer that, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, uh, how about, do you play any snow games back in your time uh, at East Carolina or uh, professionally? Yeah. So at ECU in 1998, I believe, we went to um, Virginia Tech. And actually, when we went into the locker room pregame, so you come out for pregame warm-ups or whatever, then you go back in the locker room and you come back out for kickoff. We were out there. It was it was bone chilling cold. We went into the locker room and we came out. It was snowing sideways. I mean, it was awful. And by the time we got the game started, the field was starting to to, to fill up with snow. I mean, it was brutal. I think Jim Drunkenmiller was the quarterback then, and it might have been the '96 game. One of those two years. And so they just ran the ball down our throats. I think they beat us a million enough, and it was just an awful, awful game. Huh. Not a great <laughs> snow experience uh, for Kevin Monroe. Yeah. Say, way to bring that back up. <laughs> yeah, probably not fun for yeah. a DB. They always say the the defense is at a little bit of a disadvantage when yeah. it gets slippery, right, Kevin? Because the offense knows where they're going and the defense doesn't. Exactly right. You, you, as a defensive back, you're running backwards. It's not not a good idea to be on slippery surfaces. Kevin Monroe uh, will be on the call for Senior Day coming up Saturday. I guess before we always look back, Kevin, and it's uh, it's pretty far in the rearview now. But when we talk to you on thursdays look back at the previous game and uh, we got a lot of calls after the game the, the pirates could have done some things differently but we got a lot of calls about the refs and officiating and bringing up old steve logan lines uh the referees know what team's supposed to win and all that stuff so as a viewer as a uh, former pirate uh do you get into that what do you think of the officiating in that game i mean as a as a fan you're obviously gonna gonna see some calls that you you wish would have gone the other way and so yeah, I get into that. I mean, I you know I get a little little bummed out when the call doesn't go my way, but I realize that as long as they're consistently bad, I'm okay with it. It's just when they're you know consistently bad on one side that you have a problem. I, I will say on record, I didn't think the hit on Keaton Mitchell deserved the amount of animosity that it got. Now, do I do I think it was targeting? Yes. Do I think he should have been tossed? Yes, because that play is no good in today's football game anymore. But I don't think it was a dirty play. I think the the safety is running twenty yards to hit, hit a spot of about a foot to try to knock the ball out. That's his job, separate the ball from the receiver. And he went a little bit higher than he wanted to. I don't think he was aiming at Keaton's head. I just felt like he got an unfair, you know, barrage of people upset at him. Like, it was, it's just hard to play that position anymore. 
because they won't let you touch receivers. And, I, you know, it, he deserved to get tossed, but I don't think it was a bad play in that he was trying to headhunt Keaton. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. It'll be the Pirates and the Cougars going at it on Saturday, Kevin's senior day. And you've been a part of, of a lot of these as a player, but also as an announcer, always an emotional day. And maybe a little extra emotion with the COVID year. And these guys have been around here for so long. Of course, hold nailers, but Miles Berry, Xavier Smith, a long list of Pirates that will be uh, walking and being honored before the game. So an emotional day. I guess first we'll look back to you. Uh, do you have any senior day memories from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was it was probably the, the you know, besides the Miami game that year, it was the, the best memory of my career. I mean, it was it was NC State, you know, it was uh, Corn Robinson at receiver, uh, Jamie Barnett at quarterback, uh, and we just shut that offense down, beat them 23-6. It was the largest crowd in, in Daddy Ficklin Stadium history at the time. They brought in the end zone seats to both end zones to fill up over 50,000 fans. It was the day that Coach Logan became the winningest coach of all time in ECU history. Uh, so there was just so much into that game, and that was that was my last game. And so I always remember that, um, being a part of that and what the emotions were. Uh, obviously, at that point, that was our ninth win. We knew we were going to a bowl. Uh, so it wasn't my last game. And for these guys, they, they still got to go on the road to Temple. They'll also play a bowl game. So it's not like it's their, their swan song, but it's certainly the last time they'll, they'll walk on, on the field at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. And so that's just an emotional you know atmosphere. And for guys like – Colton Aylers, who are from Greenville, I mean, the, the amount of applause that he'll get, uh, it'll, it'll be earth-shaking uh, in, in that in that uh, stadium. So it'll be cool for those guys. Well, and um, Kevin, this is Troy. I, I think about guys like Holton and the journey they've had here uh, in their five, you know, in Holton's case, five years. His predates Coach Houston. You know, his first year was Scotty Montgomery. They only won three games and the program was you know i don't want to say rock bottom but was in terrible condition as you know and uh, to be part of the team and part of the group that has helped really turn this thing around and now we're still even a couple games to go into the bowl game this team's still on the verge of if they can close it out a nine-win season so i mean he can go from uh you know freshman year three wins to closing it out with a nine-win season which doesn't happen very often around these parts yeah uh, still a lot to play for and even these last two regular season games eight and four sounds tremendously different from six and six absolutely and and, and even even since we've gone to the 12 game season there hadn't been very many nine wins uh at east carolina so it'll be a big deal they'll be one of the, the better teams in ecu history if they can get to nine wins uh, so that's something to, to strive for with, without a question. Um, I, I think that the way they played down the stretch, they've been in every game. You know, you, you hate to lose the Cincinnati game, but they've been in every game, and they've had a chance to win all of them. Tulane is really the only, the only team that's beaten them this year where it was just, you know, they were the better team from beginning to end. The rest of these games they lost, uh, they either should have won them or had a chance to win them at some point in the game. And so knowing that, knowing that every time they suit up, they can win, it's just much more fun to watch pirate football these days because of that. And so these guys that have been here, you know, since the Scotty Montgomery era, and, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get involved in beating up on Scotty. He just, was, he just wasn't ready to be a head coach, and that's fine. Doesn't make him a bad coach. He just wasn't ready to be a head coach. And so they had some rough years. Things didn't go well. So glad to see these guys able to stay and get through the Coach Houston era. That's going to look like it's probably going to be one of the better eras, if not the best era, in ECU football. So just proud of those guys to stick through those lean times. Kevin Monroe joining us. Sounds like, Kevin, they do want to incorporate uh, some Mason Garcia 
here down the stretch. East Carolina has three games left to go. He has three games left he can play in and still redshirt this season. So, uh, sounds like uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick says they might find a way to sprinkle him in. If uh, How would Coach Monroe play it? When do you think we'll see Mason, and uh, in what scenarios will we see him on the field? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're probably out of the conference championship hunt. I mean, unless things just fall apart at the top, they're probably out of that hunt. And so, that being the case, you know, you can afford to throw him in there, you know, sprinkle him in once or twice in the first half, once or twice in the second half. Uh, you know, you're not trying to, to make him win a game for you. You just want to see get him get him some, some reps. You know, if you remember back to the David Garrard era, they would do that with Richard Alston. Richard Alston would come in as a redshirt freshman, and he would get some snaps uh, just kind of sporadically throughout the game, and it was on purpose. It had nothing to do with how David was playing. That's just how Coach Logan wanted to do it, to get his next quarterback ready. And the last thing we want is for us to open up in Ann Arbor next year and him not be used to – uh, you know, a big crowd or, or a tough situation or, or a third and ten or something like that. We don't want that to be his first experience. Obviously, he's played some, you know, over the over the past couple of years. But, I mean, you know, lately. What have you done lately? So get him out there. Let him get his feet wet. Let him throw the ball around. If he throws an interception or two, that's okay. But he might he might surprise you. He might throw some touchdown passes. He might take off and have some, some nice long runs. Anything to help give his confidence up leading into next year is what we want. Kevin, I agree 100% with you, and I doubt you can replicate the atmosphere at the at the big house and what a uh, you know baptism by fire, if you will, for Mason Garcia if, if he is the guy, and all signs kind of point to he, he could very well be the next guy to take over uh, after this season. Anything he can get right now is only going to help. So the more experience he can get, so when he goes into Michigan, that that's not, as you said, the first kind of real snaps he's taken, I think would be a big asset to him. The fact that this kid is still around just speaks to his character, speaks to the fact that he also probably agrees with the coaches that he wasn't ready to be the starter and that he's been willing to learn behind Holt Nailers and, you know, to have a kid who's, you know, a, you know, a four-star, three-star, depending on what, what you're looking at, what ratings you're looking at, to be on basically a backup for three years doesn't happen anymore in college football. So to have him sit and learn, uh, he deserves the opportunity to play some now to get ready for next year, and hopefully they'll do that. That's a good point. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks in waiting out there, but the waiting is usually not three years. And in so this environment with yeah. the transfer portal, everybody's so quick to leave if they don't get the playing time right away. I do give Mason Garcia a lot of credit for his patience, and I think it will be rewarded. I really do. I re- remember talking to Donnie before in spring ball. I think if they only play him four games, which is going to be the case this year, I believe he said he had three years left by yeah. the way the math works. So, yeah, he sat a few years, but he's going to if he's the guy, he's going to be in control for three years of this program. So uh, the torch is going to be passed to him, and it would be great to see some of that happen starting Saturday. And somehow he could be here longer than Holt Nailers. <laughs> Who thought that was possible? It's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, Kevin Monroe joining us. Uh, Kevin, uh, we'll talk a little NFL before we let you go. Uh, we talk about the NFC beast every week. And how about the Washington Commanders going on the road and beating the Eagles on Monday night? Kevin, how surprised were you? Well, you know I was rooting for you. Uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've seen the Eagles play live. They're definitely good, but they are not unbeatable. And I just – all that talk about, you know, who, where, how long were they going to go without losing a game? And people were just looking past Washington and other teams. Because let's be honest, the, the NFC East that we've talked about, they got a lucky draw this year. They, they don't play a tough schedule. The Cowboys also have an easy schedule. And so that's just one of those things. So you hate to see the Eagles just kind of march, you know, march through this thing without losing very many games. So I was glad to see you guys beat them. Uh, you know, the Cowboys didn't show up, and, and they deserve to lose. Aaron Rodgers is not going to just keep losing. He's going he's gonna to win some games eventually, and he won one. So – uh, it's fun to watch this conference. I mean, the Giants keep winning, although I don't think they're very good, but they keep winning. And, 
you know, it's going to be tough to, to stay near the top in that, in that conference. Kevin Monroe joining us talking football here on Pirate Radio Live. Kevin, always enjoy chatting with you. Glad you could hook up with your stepbrother as well today. Troy yeah, great to catch up. I haven't seen you in a while, Kevin, so it's good to hear from you, my man. It has been a while. Yeah, listen, I always give Troy and Jonathan credit for helping me get started in this business. And that, I mean, Troy, you probably don't even know this is my 20th season on the radio with the Pirates. And so it seems like it was yesterday that you guys were getting started and I was getting started. I do know because it coincides with Pirate Radio, our 20th year, because uh, that we were getting ready to do some stuff with you on the air when you got the call up from Jeff that year, and uh, it kind of prevented uh, at least a, a bigger role that you were going to have with us at the time back in uh, in 2003, for those of you that were around back then. But uh, no, you you always been great on the air. We recognize that. Obviously, Jeff Charles recognized that, and I think Pirate Nation recognized it. So proud of all your success, and I'm glad you're still on the network. Yeah, no, thank you. And 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 Clip had 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 I got that bigger role, maybe there would be no Clip Rock. You know what? Oh, wow. wow. There is Kevin. There's a, the way dominoes fall. There's no telling what could have happened. Should I thank so. Kevin for allowing me this opportunity? <laughs> you know, sometimes Should it's that, not what you do, Kevin. It's what you don't do that opens it up for somebody. That's right, so that's right, that's right. worked out for everybody. Yeah, good stuff. Kevin, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, have a great call on Saturday, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. All right, there is Kevin Monroe. <clears throat> Class act as always, Clip. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, I've always been a big Kevin Monroe fan and a uh, great representative of uh, East Carolina Pirate Nation as a former Pirate himself, a uh, player, and of course now as a broadcaster. And uh, Justin, you killed that segment as well. Good job. Thanks, I contributed a lot I to would that. like to say Justin was offered the opportunity. He was, and I didn't, and have, I, a, and I didn't have a question on the spot. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't have You should anything. have fed him a question in there, I, uh, to give him. I didn't have anything. Sometimes you got to step up, and you just yeah, gotta... you know. I got actually it was very enticing the the Virginia Tech to Old Dominion game over here, and I might have got distracted. You got you got hooked. What in. do you got the over? A lot of no, points. No, I don't. I don't that's the thing is, I have no I have no care in the world in what happens in this game. It turned into a pretty good game, yeah. but it's a six point game now. Time is showing fifty one minutes and fifty seconds left. I believe there's fifty one seconds. I would assume it's fifty one. Yeah. Seconds. You know what I think the coaches loved about the COVID uh, deal? I know what you're going to say that ever since COVID, Chandler doesn't like it. I think it's well, it's per, right up my alley because this is exactly what I'd be wearing if I was a coach. Most coaches were in ties and a lot, often in suits. Uh, rarely now do you see coaches other than in sweats. The bad pull, thing though is zips, now I, we don't get to see coaches get mad and <clears throat> slam their jacket and rip their jacket off and do all that. But I, it seems like it's universal now, time. don't you? Th- see, it looks like the three quarter zip is the universal go to for. I saw Coach Schwartz and the guys yeah. in there. Our staff great. looks clean. They do yeah, look they good. Do. They yeah. look very nice. I'm not. not I, I'm saying I like the yeah. look. I agree. I like it. I've never understood. Why they had to be dressed up? I've said it before. I don't know why Cliff Godwin has to wear the. I think uniform. I will say I think that's I the weirdest one. That, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. why can't he wear a wearing... pullover and a three quarter zip yeah. also yeah. and like just pants or sweatpants if he wants? Why does he have to be in the team uniform? He's not gonna play. I'd imagine imagine if Mike Houston had to wear shoulder pads right. and yeah. a helmet. And... Yeah, I think Coach Are Houston looks a, good. Seeing a fat basketball coach in the Bob basketball Huggins, imagine uniform. Bob Huggins in a yeah. in a uniform. That would be Coaches look good in their pullovers or you know golf shirts whatever the. Yeah. Maybe it's usually a little more business casual. But Chandler, we were at the Presbyterian game, and you said, "I'm glad to see suits back on the sidelines for coaches." I guess their coach was wearing a suit. Yeah, but the thing about Presbyterian's coaching staff is that they all had a different suit on, and like I remember, like they were all mad. That's just me. I don't know, but they. It was great to see the coaches in suits again. But one had like a tan coat, one had a black coat, one had like a blue coat. 
They're so. very observant. Well, now, I'm going to be honest if you're a coach, and like I, I watched Schwartz a lot last night, and most of these guys, he stands the whole time. Oh, yeah. He never sits there. If he's sitting, he's he might squat. He does a, a part squat. Of he, he does, does a squat, squat but yeah. even that, he's on his feet, is my point. Yeah. If you're at least he's in bat, like shoe, comfortable yeah. shoes, a lot of these guys in suits, they're in dress shoes that aren't very comfortable. So it's got to mm-hmm. be better if you're a coach to be in Adidas, just, you know, athletic yeah. shoes. And there's sometimes where Coach Schwartz is like, it looks like he's actually playing defense. Oh, like yeah. He, he likes slides. You can, you can definitely tell he's, Coach Schwartz loves his defense because yeah. he's. He gets down. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's not afraid. I'm waiting for him to like slap the court, Bobby Hurley style. Yeah, I uh, I did. I sat on the the table for the first game, and he there was a couple times in anger. He slammed the the table, but never the floor. But all right, uh, Justin. Before we let you go, we'll let you be a part of this. Okay, and I know what you're going to say, but uh, LZD puts this out every week, and here it is again. He gives us three options. He says A, Pirates cover this weekend. ECU favored by six. He says B, Pirates win but do not cover. Or C, Houston wins. We'll go around the horn and uh, start with Chandler. Chandler, A, Pirates cover. B, Pirates win, don't cover. C, Houston wins. I'm going to go Pirates win, but don't cover. I, too, am going with that. I said it earlier in the week. I thought this would be closer to a field goal spread instead of a touchdown. Uh, But I will take East Carolina to win it. I'm looking at like a 37 to 33-ish type game. I don't know why, and I wrote this down so you guys wouldn't influence me, but uh, I agree with you. I am choosing B. I like the Pirates in this game, but I don't like them by that much. I do not think ECU covers. I think it's a nail-biter. Kind of go down to the finish again. Uh, ECU wins it, but they will not cover. Justin, I think it would be unpopular for you to take Houston here, but it would show that you have integrity and are not just a over-the-top homer. But anyway, what are you picking? See, now, now I don't feel like I can say what I was going to say because I'm going to sound like a homer. You are. My, we do predictions in our office. We write them on a whiteboard during the week of what we think the final score was. Hmm. My prediction was 45-31 Pirates. All right. Could, could you imagine the ECU marketing guy <laughs> <I know. laughs> taking Houston in the bulletin board <laughs> yeah. material? Yeah. That would what a way to God, engage Even them. our marketing guy yeah. doesn't believe in us. That's, about actually, fan that's actually why Coach Houston sent me here. He wanted me to just to say that we were going to lose by two touchdowns this weekend. <laughs> it probably would have been so the most motivating it. thing you could have done Yeah, exactly. Fan enragement. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? <laughs> All right. So oh, uh, Bear has the Pirates by two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. All right. Two uh, once again, be in your seats uh, by one thirty. One thirty. That's which means the, leave your tailgate as at one fifteen. Says, or yeah. if not earlier, if not earlier, yeah, that's if you can get in the stadium in fifteen minutes. You should be yeah. able to get in the stadium in fifteen minutes. Depends well, where you tailgate. That is true. You know, if, the, if you're out lying in the Belk parking lot, yeah, in you Belk, may want right. to account for a twenty minute lead. One oh five, if you put uh, in Belk. Yeah, right. could you do a time for yeah, where yeah. everybody tailgates? <laughs> Can, can Troy and Cliff come in? Can you just walk from each parking lot for me so that I can tell people how long it takes to walk there? Yeah, I would be willing to do that. Wasn't it like Clifford Snow? And these guys probably still do this, but they like he didn't he go to Hawaii before the Hawaii Bowl in a day to like yeah. map out everything. Yes, he went to Hawaii so, and then came back to go ahead and secure like get all the reservations. Yeah, that is part done. of the part of bowl games is that they usually set an advance no. party. Like once you find out, you're saying, "Hey, we're going to this bowl." There's usually a group. It'll be like Jay Kirk. Yeah, Jay yeah. will be the guy. JJ McLam got people like that, and they would go and basically do a site walk through whatever, figure yeah. out everything they need. Now, to in do. this example, Troy and I are just doing like dry, test runs at each tailgate spot. Yep. To see like an area. How long? Yeah, this I just, need, I just need to know how long it takes to walk yeah. from Belk from. Yeah. 
strapped. All right, Troy, and you're going to have to do this walk after eight beers. Yeah. And then the next day, we'll do one after like three. I guess this has to be like a week long thing so Troy can <laughs> properly tailgate before you can do the whole week. Yeah. How's your liver, Troy? <laughs> Are you ready? This year's for this? been a real doozy clip. This could really end it on a tough note. What here. if you were a professional tailgater? You went around to all schools and did this. Yeah. I mean, that would be. There could be a market for that. From yeah. Elmhurst. Yeah. <laughs> if you're two, three beers or less, you can get there in five minutes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, Justin, thanks for hanging out, man. Thanks for having me. Good stuff, man. Yeah, if you want to stay it. and wrap up the hour, you're welcome. I have a 4.30 meeting. Oh, or, I would oh, love, or I would love to. Burning the midnight oil, know, Lizzie, yeah. on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT experts since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. The Monarchs of Old Dominion chipped away, chipped away. They're going to come up about a minute short of this comeback. Virginia Tech sinks two clutch free throws. And now they lead Old Dominion by four with five seconds left down in Charleston. Quarterfinal game of the uh, Shriners. Uh, just went. Off, I was gonna <laughs> just like, went off the screen. No, I was gonna. It was like the Shriners Children's Hospital Charleston Classic. I believe it was something like that. Which uh, did you see the game on the uh, aircraft carrier? They've done this before. Yeah, I think it was Sunday. Maybe they had that. This past uh, we were watching it Friday during the pregame. Oh, that maybe was that what it was? I believe I, so. Yeah. I, just, I just remember seeing it this past weekend. But man, what a scene out there at San Diego with uh, Michigan State. I believe was playing on it. Uh, Gonzaga, yep. And Gonzaga, yeah. That's kind of okay. It's the Shriners Children's Charleston Classic. Quarter Shriners Children's Charleston Classic. <laughs> yeah, say that five times. It's yeah. a damn tongue twister. Playing down in uh, in Charleston. Well, so. that would be a tough one if you're announcing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the tri- Shriners the Shriners Children's Charleston Classic. Children's Charleston really gets you too. Try it, really, like, say it real fast. <laughs> Shriner's Children's Charleston Classic. See, oh, that's pretty good right it's there. It's a mouthful. Did you ever hear from Pays? After, I, I know there was a little bit of uh, uh, you or and or Igo did a uh, impersonation. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You crazy, Troy. <laughs> you crazy, man. I'm right yeah, here, Troy. I, I uh, had it sent to oh me God. from some folks that were a uh, little, uh, had heard that from Raleigh that we're going to respond. Have you heard any response? Not, not well, a Speaking not of a beefs. Thing. Speaking of old school A lot school of beefs, beefs here, yeah. yeah. Hey, I mean, stand by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Brown liquor. Brown liquor, man. <laughs> Brown liquor. Uh, no, I've not Brown heard cake. from Pace. <laughs> he did text me and say he was uh, coming after me, but. Yeah. Well, you know, t- payback takes time. Yeah. He's p- back. Maybe he's got something big yeah. planned. I don't know. Uh, but we, we roast the ones we love, uh, including B Pace. Yeah. All Bergoli, right. Bergoli. Uh, you mentioned this uh, coming back on a during the break chandler that the so washington ran all over philadelphia monday night 
I guess they're trying to uh, to figure out how they can fix that and they moving said, forward. How do we fix that? They're bringing in some oldies but goodies. Uh, Linville Joseph, former pirate great, brought in earlier this week, and today, I guess off the scrap heap or was he playing? They bring in Indomitian Sue. So. Yeah, so they bring in two, de- you know, big time defensive tackles, old guys who've been sitting on the couch. Yeah. Uh, to uh, to now join their team trying to make a Super Bowl run. So, good to see Linville, though, back uh, in the NFL. Didn't realize he is 34 years old, but now that you think about it, I mean, he was with East Carolina in, like, 07, and uh, that's a very long time ago. But, yeah, he's 34 years old, but they still have some trust in him. He's a big guy. I mean, that's a senior citizen for, you know, that for position. NFL. Yeah, for that NFL. position good and Lord. in football, really. But I mean, he left he, a year early too here, right? To go and get his NFL clock started. Yes, yes. He he left in '09. Could have been back in 2010 and Russ first year, but he went and got drafted by the uh, the the Giants. Won a Super Bowl there, and then went to the Vikings, went to the Chargers, and did some really good stuff there. He's a two-time Pro Bowler, and uh, he's going to be able to make an impact on this Eagles defense along with uh, Sue. Troy, I told you I had a Bears stat Monday, but I wanted to save it because I was going to ask it at Trivia last night. Yeah, Bears, first team in NFL history. This is good and bad. It could be good and good to score 29 points in three consecutive games and lose all those games. Hmm. So they're giving you exciting football and yeah. a higher draft pick all yeah. at the same time. True. It's not, I mean... The, Bear, the games have not been boring, I'll say that. Yeah. They haven't had the outcome you've wanted. And how unbears like is it that they now can't stop anybody, but they can score whenever they want? It's like the opposite of what the Bears have been my entire life and most of yours. Pretty you're much. right. You're so. right. I was trying to find the tweet out there. I thought it was a tweet. But we when that Linville Joseph news broke on Twitter, it was the Adam Schefter tweet. But then there was a response to some like some Eagle fan put typical. You know, Eagle fans can be pretty brutal. Um. Did you see that? It was earlier in the week. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to go back and find it. It was the one with uh, Schefter because, and then it had it was a screenshot of it announcing that he's that Linville's coming back, and, but it had a couple of the Eagle fan comment, you know, comments to it, and one of the Eagles fans like, "Damn, how desperate are we?" Like I was like, "Wow, man, that's kind of cold." They don't know you who know? Linville Joseph. I know, is. but they're just seeing how old he is. I guess they have rocks for know? brains up there in Philadelphia. Yeah, I was so. like, "Damn." <laughs> uh all right so troy uh you're feeling good but not great about the pirates i feel good i feel good for a win but i yeah. don't think this is going to be a runaway i just i feel don't sleep on the cougars hopefully uh we can go two for two on cougars yeah hopefully the only cougars harmed in the uh this weekend will be in dowdy ficklin stadium as long as i don't have to get attacked by one again yeah that was rough we're we gonna bring out the cougar outfit again i don't know uh, we, we'll, 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 see. Is, we'll see, Jeff. We'll, see. well, think about it. We're not going to be able to play Cougars much longer. No. Nah. Well, this is our last chance for Houston. BYU, we may never see again. Uh, I say, if we're going to do it, this may be the last hurrah with the Cougar outfit. Could be. Surely the Cougar. Yeah. Hey, boys, watch out for that Cougar. Watch out for that Cougar. Troy D., Soft Society. Uh, it's been announced. Are you a, serious? NFL source confirms that the Bills and Browns Stop it. is being moved to Detroit. Would this happen in John Madden's NFL? Boom! Are you kidding me? They yeah. moved it? They moved it. God. Play the damn game where it's supposed to be played. You play to win, to play in the snow. <laughs> you play <laughs> You played to play in the snow. That would have been awesome to see a snow game like that. Sure. I and mean, it, it in the field, they would have had plenty, 24 hours to clear the field. This all was going to happen before Sunday. 
Six feet of snow sounds pretty egregious. Uh, but then again, that is a forecast. That's a, come on. How wrong are these guys all the damn time? Yeah. Watch it be sunny. All right. Troy D against moving. I would have kept it in, in Buffalo. I bet you their fans are upset. Probably. You know? Because you jump I, on tables into snow. Oh, that feels are you good, kidding probably. Me? The uh, Bills Mafia is probably losing their minds right now that they moved this thing. Yeah. Like, we don't want to jump on a table and get doused with mustard and ketchup in Detroit. <laughs> we want to do it at our place. Yeah. yeah. Into the snow. I bet, you know, with some of these games that get moved, like there's no atmosphere. Bills Mafia probably will actually travel oh, out of the sure. snow and show up to Detroit. Probably so. And, and I don't know up. how they do the ticket, you know, because it's a home game for Buffalo. So do you? What about the season ticket holders? You still have to honor them, right? right. You know, I, I don't know how they do like the logistics of that. You know, but what? What about people if they don't go? You get refund their ticket because it's not where it was supposed to be. Yeah, you know, lots of lots of issues there. Adam on Facebook says interesting find online. Real time RPI has ECU basketball currently ranked two hundred and fortieth, and projected to be seventeen and twelve for the year which is the opposite of my record i think i had them 17 12 would be a freaking incredible season yeah that doesn't even sound right but uh don't we play more games than that that would be um amazing no i think i had them 12 and 17 or 12 and 18 something like that so uh yeah if they could go that more uh higher over 500 i keep seeing these maps too i don't know who these guys are making me these you know the imperialism yeah but there's like we own atlanta did you see that? There's like an ECU logo over the uh, like Georgia area. Oh, that was for our win against Mercer. Oh, is that I what guess. it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. I was trying to figure that out. That, that you explained that. We now. took over that part of the uh, country. Oh, that's right. So you get a credit for wherever you win. Yes. Okay. And then it makes sense now. But I think if we lose, whoever we lose to then gets our to area. take over our yeah. area and that area oh, in georgia okay now i get that map i believe that's okay. how it works i needed that map explained to me yeah the undefeated map i understood these are all the teams undefeated yeah and we had the coast taken care of uh by the way east carolina just one of three uh aac teams still undefeated this year so losses are happening all over the country yeah. and we're not going about this the best possible way but we're three and oh hey, be mike, happy about it mike schwartz has never lost as a head coach of ecu basketball facts are facts yep troy thanks for hanging out good seeing you bro all right man talk uh we'll you. talk to you from the tailgate yep. on saturday what time are y'all getting cranked up uh you know we'll get out there you know nine ten o'clock right. so you know early morning i guess i don't i guess that's early morning um hard to believe clip i'm kind of i you know kind of getting a little sad about senior this. day for you tailgaters too this is the last tailgate of the year yeah. home tailgate of the year and i think we were talking at lunch today talking about looking back at the state game and all of us were like man the state game was that last season it's hard to believe nc state was this year yeah doesn't it seem so long ago when we played that game yeah man this has been a long incredible season so many great memories uh, going to be a sad, emotional today for us tailgaters, too, out there Saturday clip. Yep. Pour one out. Yeah. Or pour an extra one in your mouth. Cue up uh, old Lang's eye. Oh, dear. For me. Is it that emotional? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, have it ready. All right. I'd like that as my intro music for my first tailgate report, if you can make that happen, Shirley. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll take a break, come back. We'll talk to you uh, Saturday, along with a load of others, live from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Looking forward to cranking that up coming up 10 a.m. Saturday. All right, hour two on tap. 
We'll get a full flight by Yingling practice report also here from Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus. That's on the way here on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Earlier today, uh, just a moment ago, saw Virginia Tech knock off Old Dominion in Charleston. They're playing in Myrtle Beach right now. And Murray State has raced out to a 12-6 lead against Steve Rockefort and the Texas A&M Aggies. Coach Rock on the sidelines there uh, as part of Buzz Williams' staff. 12-6, that score. 15 minutes left to go in the first half on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubba. Dubba. Let's get to our Flight by Yingling practice report and... Might get to some football, but want to save uh, some Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell for our discussion with Tony Collins in hour number three of today's show. So let's hit uh, some basketball and uh, hear from Mike Schwartz. The Pirates do it again last night. They trail. They are lifeless. No chance for tacos. And then that that switch is flipped. The flip is switched. What? How do you say it? The switch? What are you flipping the switch? And a 20 0 run led by really, and then this is a great thing too. The Pirates have had different heroes every game this year. And our guy, David K, Dave K, had a big one last night, Chandler. Kazaganai. Is that it? Uh, we got to put, re- put respect on his name. Dave Kazaganai. Dave came up huge defensively, as always, doing the dirty work, but. Hit a three, had seven points. Quentin Dabunje. 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 17 for him, including Frenchman. two big threes late in the game. And Jaden Walker hit a big three during that run as well. And it went from, uh-oh, we might have uh, bitten off a little more we could chew here this time to another pirate comeback in Minji's. Yeah. I and mean- they almost covered yes i know 82 to 73 they covered the last time on saturday when i thought they were and i was all mad and i was like well let me just see how it plays out pirates going on a run which they've done in all three games this year and uh get the win and i mean you you if you just tune in after the game and you say oh pirates got the uh got it done i mean maybe they squeaked it out but you know people don't realize that the pirates are finding themselves down double digits and this time it was the it was later in the game Pirates were down 13 with seven and a half minutes left, 70 to 57. Next thing you know, with a minute and a half in the game, it's 77-70 Pirates. So uh, they're finding ways to get the ball in the bucket. 
late in the game. But, of course, and you'll hear from Mike Schwartz coming up in just a little bit, he is not pleased with the start that the Pirates have been having in all three games this year. Yeah, um, was able to smirk about it, chuckle about it. I think after the first two, Brian Bailey hit him with a joke. How about Bailey's joke coming to fruition? Uh, on Monday, he saw Coach Schwartz and said, hey, I saw the score from Wednesday night. You're already down 12. <laughs> well, yeah, it happened. And uh, Schwartz was not laughing about it last night. He, he's pissed about yeah. how these games are starting. Uh, let's hear uh, some of Mike Schwartz in the post game uh, from last night. Pretty simple, obviously. Uh, excited and, and glad we were able to find a, uh, a way to win and find a way to fight our way back in the second half. But uh, really disappointed that we put ourselves in a position again to have to fight back uh, like that and, you know, down double digits. And, you know, uh, th- this game's a funny game. I, I don't know if we deserve to win or not. Uh, I give Hampton all the credit. They played really well. Um, they made a lot of tough shots, shots that we knew that they were capable of taking and making, and they did that. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously the second half we were able to make a couple adjustments defensively and ball starts going through the basket, which makes everything good, but, but, but that's fool's gold if you're going to just rely on making shots to be the reason why you find a way to win. So, again, glad that we found a way to, to fight through it, and it shows a certain grit, uh, grittiness and resiliency that I think this team has. Uh, but we have to fix that, and we will in terms of building uh, large deficits or putting ourselves in a hole. Is that what this is? I guess just being able to make adjustments. Have you been able to point to that as the second half? Yeah, you know, I, that's probably part of it. And I think there there has been adjustments at certain times, whether it's in timeouts or at halftime. And you know, some of the stuff that we came out of halftime with. I mean, I think they pushed the lead up in the second half. We got the lead down. I think they got back up. I don't know what it ended up being in the second half. I don't know if it was 15 or 7. I don't know what they got it up to in the second half. But um, I know they increased their lead, so we made another adjustment at one of the timeouts. And But 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 regardless of that, it, you know what it is? It's it's a sense of urgency to start the game. It's an energy. Uh, energy is contagious. And obviously, and again, this building and the fans and we're not going to have the, the we're not going to have the, the maniacs wishing we're not going to have them with us we're not going to have the student section with us next week and, and in road games so it's not something we have to find a way when we get going in the beginning of a game for the energy uh and for our execution to be better and and you know what again i do believe that a lot of it is youth and inexperience because i don't think a, there's been five guys any five that we put out there that have been in that situation at this level to get a team off to a good start. Every single player we're starting has never started before at this level, let alone compete against seniors and players that have done it for three or four years. So the sense of urgency and execution at the beginning of a game, you know, we're not at that level yet. And we just talked about that, and we got to fix that, and we will. Hampton's defense seemed to give you guys a lot of trouble in the first half. What about their defense specifically kind of posed some problems for you in the first half? Well, you know, Coach Joyner, he's a great coach. They're a really good defensive team. I mean, they did a good job keeping us out of the paint. Uh, but, again, I, I put a lot of that uh, – I give credit to Hampton's defense because they had a great game plan. They knew – you know, they're an experienced ball club. Four, anytime you got four guards out there that are 6'5", athletic, they can switch, they, they can cover you up, and they did a good job of that. But, again – Jaden Walker takes a flat-footed three, triple threat three contested. RJ took two contested threes in the first half, early in the shot clock. And there's just no need for that. And again, I think this goes back to what you asked about, the experience factor of trying to recreate 
what happened at the end of the Presbyterian game and at the, in the first half of Presbyterian, trying to recreate what happened in the second half of the Mercer game, it bit us again. And we've talked about it. It's something that we've talked about. But again, you only get experience through experience. And at some point, this team and this ball club is going to realize that Hampton's over now. And when we go play Indiana State, it is, Hampton is completely done. Hampton's done right now. And I think we have allowed the second half, these comebacks, to seep into how we play in the first half of the, the following game. And that, that's what I've seen, and we're, we're going to knock that out. You showed that you're not afraid at all to use the subs quite frequently. And Dave and Winston today were massive, very efficient. Talk about how they were able to give you guys that jolt that you needed at different times. You just said it, energy. Energy, what it, the jolt of energy that Dave brought, that Winston brought, that Jaden brought in the second half. As much as Javon put it in the basket, and Quentin put it in the basket, and Brandon put it in the basket and rebounded the ball, and they did. Dave's energy, Luigi's energy, uh, Winston's energy, and the last one we talked about was Jaden Walker. Those four guys' energy really changed, and Dave was really apparent because he came in. I mean, we've had to do it. We've had a few guys mispractice the last few days due to some just whether it's being illness or banged up. You know, Javon hadn't practiced the last two days. Brandon had been out with sick with sickness, and he just came back, and it took him a little bit to get his legs under him. You know, Ben Baella was going to be in the starting lineup tonight, and he got hurt in practice yesterday. And, you know, so he wasn't in. You know, a guy that we think really does bring great energy every minute he's on the floor. So we're still searching for that. We are absolutely still searching for that, right? So, to your point, that's why we did have to play so many combinations, and we finally found one that worked. And that second half, that group, and even when Quentin was scoring, and even when Brandon was scoring, they were doing it on the defensive end. It was the defense that led to us being able to shoot the ball better. Coach, through three games this year, more than half of your field goal attempts have come from three-point range. Like, can you maybe talk about just the philosophy of, of playing offense like that? You know, I, I do think we have guys that can shoot the basketball. I really do. And, and I'm not some analytic, overly analytic offensive coach. Okay, I want us to take good shots. And if a good shot is at the rim, if a good shot is a pull-up in mid-range, the guys that I know can shoot it, or if a good shot is an open three. I would say we would not be over 50% if we would just cut out probably three to four of those contested threes, and they mostly come in the first half. And we're going to cut those out because those are three to four possessions where we can get a post up, we can get a, a paint touch, we can get something going to the basket. And I think what happens is we've shot the ball well every second half so far this season. So we start off the first half just thinking it's just going to happen. So we don't work the same way offensively that we have to. Uh, you know, and, and, and I would say that I think our defense wears teams down a little bit as the game goes. We're pressuring the ball for 40 minutes. We're up the floor. We're up the floor, regardless of if we have to back up in the half court. So that helps, too, in the second half, because I do think we take a great pride in being in, 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 in elite shape and conditioning and being able to hopefully keep that thing going all the way till the buzzer. But that being said, we, if we eliminate some of those contested, flat-footed, triple-threat, one-sided threes, it's really going to help our offense where the balance is a little bit better. That is uh, some of Mike Schwartz from last night after the game as part of our flight by Yingling practice report. We'll hit some football uh, later on, but talking hoops right now. And uh, mentioned earlier that 
I guess Adam uh, saw the real-time RPI had ECU uh, projected to be tw- 17 and 12 on the year. Uh, Johnny Robertson says uh, Kim Pomeroy has the Pirates finishing 11-18, 4-14 in conference. And I guess Alex points out that other RPI website at East Carolina, 8-10 in the American. Again, I, these kind of those numbers feel like pipe dreams. More realistic, feels like eleven and eighteen and four and four in conference, four and fourteen in conference play. So I, I am taking this for what it is right now. I'm having a blast at these games. I love the comebacks. I have zero expectations for this team this year, and I predict that they are going to take some lumps and. But right now we're three and zero. So what I'm I'm enjoying the ride. I'm not even looking at conference play or anything like that. I'm uh, I'm enjoying these home games. I think life could get tough for the Pirates away from Minji's. Um, beginning on Monday against Indiana State. Like I don't feel good about that. I don't either. Down I, in Florida, I, I already expect us to lose. I agree. I do too. Uh, because they're they're not going to be at home. And are they going to be in a ballroom? I, I I hope it's better than some of the conditions in the past. But Mike Schwartz said there that he basically said that they the team has had so much success coming back in the second half that he didn't say this, but it's like they don't they don't really care what happens in the first half because they just think they're going to come back. And like they have conditioned myself, the fans, to feel that way too. Like most of that game last night, I'm like East Carolina is going to win this game. Until it got to... It was... All right, I could tell you when it was. It was at the seven-and-a-half-minute mark. They got a basket, and I remember you saying, well, that could be it. Yeah. And I remember you saying that. That was about seven-and-a-half minutes left in the game. And even at that point, I didn't say anything to you, but I thought to myself, I said, I'm going to remember that <laughs> whenever the Pirates go on a run. Put now, a did I that. think that it was going to be a 20-0 run? <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah. Uh, but the Pirates come back and win it, and I, I do remember – I was waiting to bring that up, and I do remember when you brought that up, I was like, I remember exactly when it was, and it was when the, uh, Hampton got that basket to go up by 13 with seven and a half minutes left, and little did, that, did we know – That, that was be, their last basket. That was basket. their last basket for about six minutes. No, that was their last basket of the of the night. They they ended up scoring 70. They didn't have any more They made that. free throws. Wow. They had no field goals the last seven-plus minutes. All right, that's right. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But I do remember you hear, saying right, that. So, I for 32 and a half minutes last night, I thought ECU was going to come back. No yes. doubt. Easy, easy peasy. And then, at that point, I, I did say, well, that, that it ain't going to happen tonight. That might be it. That might be it. And that's the, the exact words you had. And you Cue kinda, a 20-0 run. And you, you kind of said it under your breath, kind of like, man, well – that was fun. Those first two game comebacks were fun, but it's not going to happen tonight. Yeah. On the contrary, Pirates come back. 20-0 run burst them to a win. And uh, Christian and Grid, I did I did see your, your ECU discussion going on earlier, uh, basketball in the YouTube chat. And uh, just relax, guys. Like, uh, I don't know, talking about – so Christian says, can we say how good of a coach Mike Schwartz is? Uh, this guy knows what it takes to be one of the best teams in the nation, three and zero right now. And and he, Grid responds and says he has three buy wins with major comebacks, which is better than Lebo. Let's wait until conference to see if he's competitive before we say he's great. And then <laughs> I, I don't know. Like everybody just we're everybody, calm down. Three and zero. 
Christian says he's not happy with uh, DeBounjay's doing the last second dunk when we were up by six. He should have pulled the ball out and ran the clock. First of all, it wasn't last second. Nah, and it wasn't a dunk. It was a layup, but I'm nitpicking here. But Hampton had time to go back down the court and turn it over again or miss another shot. R.J. Felton, at the end, they had a chance to do something, and they did pull the ball out. So I had no problem with Quiet that. Quiet game for him on the stat sheet last night, by the way. Uh, who? Uh, R.J. Felton. Yeah, he, he couldn't get his offense going, uh, but was counted on on the defensive end. By the way, just you know, I mentioned that Dave K and uh, Quentin were the heroes last night. In that game, Brandon Johnson had a double-double, and Javon Small had a very quiet 17, I thought. Yes. But he added six assists. He was a stat, st- stat stuffer. Sorry. Did I, s- Did I stutter? stutter? Uh, he had six assists, five rebounds, two steals, one block. No, wow. t- no turnovers. No turnovers. I mean, what a leap he has made uh, from his freshman year to his sophomore year. It was good to see Dave K on the court last night because he's been more he, – he's a transfer from Navy. He comes in. He's been more of a vocal leader on the bench. Um, and we'll, we have his comments that we might play later on. But he's a very smart basketball player that really got his uh, chance last night to show his leadership skills on the court. And down the stretch defensively, I thought he was huge for the Pirates last night. He played awesome defense. I think he was three from three, three for three from the field. He had a huge three down the stretch in that basketball game last night. But Dave Kay with some big defensive stops. I remember saying, come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. And uh, he was able to clamp down on some of these pirate, pirate offensive players and get the stops when you needed it down the stretch. And Which, again, kudos to the crowd uh, for staying in it, for I staying said it there. I last night. I was like, this crowd for all three games has, has been absolutely electric. They're doing whatever they can, and they're doing it successfully of getting people in the lower bowl. The lower bowl is filled to the brim. And, I mean, the upper bowl is really good too. But that crowd in Menjis, I went and saw – our good friend David Price with David Price Construction. He sits right behind the uh, the basket in the purple back seats. And compared to where we're at in 213, I don't know what it is about sitting right behind that basket with, with him and his wife, but it was absolutely loud in that area. And, I mean, Menji's really – has a chance to be some of the, one of the top atmospheres in college basketball. I love when it gets loud on defense and uh, everybody gets into it. And last night uh, during that run, defense led to offense. Pirates got a lot of turnovers, uh, got every rebound, did what it took to get that win over Hampton last night. So it was uh, it was fun to see. That is your flight by Yingling basketball report. Uh, the next generation of live beer. Don't just raise a glass. Raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Available wherever beer is sold. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. More college hoops talk. More uh, football talk as well. With the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We'll talk Pirates and Cougars. Uh, talk some hoops as well. It's all coming up when we return after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Have you heard? Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. And with a brand new look, 5th Street Hardware also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow 5th Street Hardware Restaurant on Instagram for the latest events and specials. It's a new look, a new name, but it's the same location on 5th Street right beside the State Theater. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Great time uh, on the sports calendar now that basketball's on pretty much all day feast week next week and uh it has begun as we look at the beautiful hair of steve rockefort former ecu assistant coaching with texas a&m now the aggies find themselves trailing murray state 18 to 13 in the first half uh under eight minutes to go in the first half as they play in myrtle beach um south carolina about to get underway in charleston as uh they play colorado state so uh, you got games on all day long. East Carolina's tipping off, by the way, Monday at 1.30. And I think that's one of those weird flow sports or whatever deals. I don't think it's going to – I don't know. Maybe it'll be on ESPN+. Plus. I don't think so. But uh, we'll be following that one throughout uh, the afternoon and on the show uh, on Pirate Radio Live on Monday. I guess we can't do a watch-along if we can't get it on TV. If we can, we can watch the end of that game here with you uh, during our show on Monday. All right, uh, speaking of Pirate Hoops and Pirate Football, we'll talk about those topics now and a lot more with Jeff Nadeau, who joins us on the Pitt Electric Live Line, the big man on campus from Barstool Sports. Jeff, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Cliff? Hey, doing great. And uh, I know you're having a big college basketball week as uh, – couple nights in a row i've told you a couple nights ago it was uh pacific playing i believe north dakota and uh as i tweeted out it's kind of what makes uh jeff and do mr college basketball for uh, a night of 40 50 how many ever college basketball games you're able to to pick that one out it was a blowout an easy winner and and another surprising easy winner last night jeff you were on texas and they uh, manhandled Gonzaga, so uh, I know you're having a pretty good week here so far, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to kind of find just spots that, that I like. You know, as you start to get some some information, some statistical information, you can really kind of just find things that, that work. And and for me, guard play is very important in college basketball. And you know, the last couple of nights, um, I've really been able to identify just, you know, teams that are more, more, more you know, advanced at the guard position. So, yeah, Kent State, I think I had on Monday. So, you know, for me, it's, it's all about guard play early. And, and you know, thing is, Cliff, you know, you look at a group like ECU, they, they've had some good guard play to start the season. So, um, I think um, that's important, and that's one of the reasons they're 3-0 and against, uh, you know, a, a pretty poor schedule, but, you know, 77 or more in every game. Crazy stuff to start the year for Mike Schwartz's guys, uh, Jeff. They were down 16 to Mercer, came back and won that game. They were down 19 to Presbyterian, came back and won. And we thought, all right, they, they got that out of their system. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll take on um, Hampton. Yeah, Hampton, the Pirates last night, and things will be different. Nope, got down 17 whatever points. They went on a 20 over run, Jeff, 
late in the game and uh, ended up almost covering. They win by nine instead of the nine and a half. So this is the script right now. It's been insane to watch these games. Yeah, I think I think one thing that really concerns me about that, and I don't I don't mean to be the guy that's negative, but but I will say this. I mean, you know, that is not going to work when you get into conference play. I mean, if that that continues to happen, this could be a this could be a real bet against group. I mean, we we also look at some of the the shooting statistics have looked pretty good for ECU. We'll see. I mean, the, the schedule's getting a little tougher. You know, Indiana State's a pretty good basketball team. The old Dominion's always tough. You got a couple. We talked about it. They could see Toledo too, Jeff, in that uh, tournament they're about to play in. I know we've talked about them. Yeah, Toledo. And I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, Cliff, but Toledo is. Well, you're part of their basketball team, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess you could say that at this point, kind of quasi part of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would just look at guard play, folks. It's going to be important. Jeff Nadeau joining us, uh, talking hoops. We'll talk some football as well. East Carolina. Man, uh, did not win the game against Cincinnati, Jeff, but uh, did cover against the Bearcats, and uh, we have talked about that one enough at this point. Uh, Some things could have gone different, some calls, things like that, but it's senior day now, uh, Jeff, and East Carolina will take on Houston. Kind of a schizophrenic Cougars team, and I thought the line would be closer to a field goal than a touchdown, but it is at six, and uh, totals at 67, so expecting a lot of points. Houston gives up a ton of points. Uh, so, Jeff, what kind of game are you expecting coming up Saturday at Dottie Ficklin Stadium? Uh, well, I got to be honest. I mean, I, I was pretty surprised to see ECU as a six-point favorite. I mean, th- this was basically tell you that, you know, uh, even on a, a neutral field, they would be a, a favorite, which is a bit surprising to me. Um, you know, I, I kind of had this one, you know, w- within four points. I, I feel like for me, Houston is, you know, quite frankly, Clip played a lot better. Um, look, I know they're defensively uh, a little bit, uh, I mean, not a little bit, they're very poor defensively, but you really look at since that game against Memphis where they fought back and won late in the game back on October 7th. I mean, this team has rattled off, uh, what, I think four or five um, or three or four. So they're playing good football right now. Um, you know, and as you know, I mean, this is a very contested conference. We only have a couple of games left. But, you know, this is a game to me where I felt like six was a little too many. Um, you know, that that said, I mean, I think when you look at senior day, a lot of people bring that up as being important. Um, I think an easy use case is very important. There's a lot of older players on this team. Um, you know, and you look at in conference. I mean, there are, there are five teams with two or uh, fewer losses in this conference. It's a big game for Houston, man. It really is because you really don't know what's going to go on with UCF and Cincinnati over the last couple of games. And Houston not only plays ECU, but they have a very winnable game against Tulsa to round out the season. So I think there's a bit to play for here if you're Houston. If you're going to give me six, six and a half, uh, I'm going to lean in a close game. Uh, I think Houston hangs around. That offense is very difficult to stop, judging by if you notice the total. It's going to be a high-scoring game as well. Yeah, good breakdown from Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus, Barstool Sports, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, looking at more college football this weekend. Uh, how about the games that impact the college football playoff? And we'll start with TCU. 10-0, and they beat Texas and that, that kind of fishy line last week. And uh, we talked about it, uh, lean with Texas there. But TCU wins it and wins it pretty convincingly. They are 10-0. and They take on Baylor uh, and now two-and-a-half-point favorites in Waco coming up Saturday at noon, total at 58. Do the Horn Frogs uh, keep it going, Jeff? 
Well, look, um, they've really been the anomaly this year to me, Clip, in college football. I mean, it really just seems like it really doesn't matter what they have working against them. Um, they're going to find a way to get the job done. Um, now, there's a couple of things that, that make me wonder about this game. Look, I'm going to tell you every single time, Clip, um, you know, Baylor is the play here as far as from a betting standpoint. I mean, again, you're, you're getting um, a line that just doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, you know, obviously, why is TCU, you know, in this kind of number yet again? But it just seems like they've defied everything that, that's really been thrown in front of them. I think one thing about Baylor we always have to remember, um, you know, they're a damn good run defense. That's something to keep in mind here. They're very good at home against the run. But, Cliff, let me ask you, do you know who the number one team in the country is against the spread? Uh, who's that? TCU. Okay. They're 10-0. and They're 8-1-1 and against the Right, that's 59 percent from a cover standpoint. Now, again, it's only a 12-game sample size in college football every year, but um, that is extremely good. Okay, you're undefeated and you're eight one and one against the number. Um, the only other team that that's really at a high level with those types of numbers are Tennessee. Tennessee's eight and two against the spread. So, listen, I'm going to tell people from a betting standpoint, I would always be on Baylor here, but just to me, TCU has just defied everything. I don't have any issue interest in invading this team anymore i'm kind of done with it yeah uh, another two and a half point spread in a game that could impact the college football playoff lincoln riley's usc trojans still trying to get their way back in after having one loss earlier this year they take on ucla usc still has a chance because of what could happen ahead of them but also they play ucla and notre dame and a championship game so they're gonna have some chances to to pick up some big wins here down the stretch they are two and a half point road favorites uh, on the road at uh, UCLA. What do you think about this uh, Pac-12 matchup Saturday night? Uh, well, here here's the thing. I um, I don't really know what to make of, of UCLA uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, th- this team just look, they move the ball. I'll give them that, but they can't stop anybody. I mean, and that that's really the issue here. I mean. Give up 45 to Oregon, give up 36 to a really bad Arizona State team. You know, lost last week, gave up 34 to Arizona. I don't know what that performance was as a 20-point favorite. Um, you know, this team is kind of having trouble getting out of their own way right now. Um, my whole thought on this one, though, was you have two uh, damn good quarterbacks. Um, you have two defenses that I don't like at all. Um, and you have two really good offenses here. Um you know, the loss of losing die hurts, I think, if you're USC. I mean, he was having a good year, and um, you're not having him is going to hurt. Puts a little bit more emphasis on Caleb Williams to make big plays. Um, that said, to me, this kind of scream first to 40 wins. I'll kind of throw out all the nonsense. I think it's a wild one on the West Coast. Um, you know, UCLA just can't stop anybody. I mean, DeLora was terrific. Bo Nick beat him up bad. I think both those guys hit 80% of their passes. That just can't happen at the college level. I lean over the number. Uh, I don't really have any interest in betting the side. I just feel like shootouts on the horizon here. Jeff Nadeau joining us, big man on campus. Uh, I want to circle back to college basketball at the end, but uh, before we get there, Jeff, uh, any college football you got your eye on uh, for this weekend? Yeah, for me, it's really a tiptoe. I'm having a good season. Um, you know, and For me, there's so many situational things that you're looking into here. Um, you know, I'll be honest, I'll continue to kind of look towards the Naval Academy a little bit. You know, if I can get them above, you know, 14, I'm going to look to have an eye on them. I still think, look, as a big underdog, they're a very good play. Service Academies are very good uh, in that price range. I had them a couple of weeks ago against Cincinnati. 
I actually like them again here. Um, you know, UCF obviously has to win, but I guess the question is, I mean, are they real concerned about winning by margin? Navy's actually been pretty good against these types of quarterbacks. That's one I had my eye on a little bit. Um, Cliff, I'm blown away. You look at this Iowa total, 32-and-a-half, just amazing. Mm. Um, the, the we see totals like that in college football. I mean, just it's something. You don't see that very much ever. 32-and-a-half with Minnesota, that is, uh, that's a wild one. Uh, as far as any other ones, um, still kind of opening up the card here. I feel like for me, I'm, I'm, this is going to be a, a betted on Friday night kind of game, kind of card. I, I just I want to tread lightly here. I've been doing good with Maxion to start the week here, um, but I like that over in the UCLA USC game, and I have my eye on the Naval Academy uh, to start the week early on uh, Saturday. All right, and Jeff, before we let you go, uh, kind of a little feast week preview, I guess we got basketball going on today uh down in charleston uh myrtle beach as well uh so uh you know murray state texas a&m getting underway here colorado state south carolina coming up in just a little bit so thursday is usually a lighter day but you got some of these tournaments going on so you do have some games so anything uh you got your eye on for this uh thursday night in college hoops yeah, you know, for me, Clip, I, I kind of try to steer clear of the, the neutral site tournament. Yeah. It's not really my thing. I think it's very difficult to handicap. Um, I really just want to kind of focus on really good teams against really bad teams, quite honestly. I got an eye tonight on the Kentucky uh, Wildcats at home. Um, Kentucky has, uh, you know, they're coming off the loss to Michigan State. But, I mean, have no fear. It was a two-overtime game. Good game. Um, they're playing a, a group tonight called South Carolina State, who I believe ECU will face in a couple of weeks. Clip, um, I'm just going to say it. I mean, th- this South Carolina State team is terrible. I mean, they're absolutely horrific. Their coach left the program about a month before the season started. Um, and you look at this new coach, Eric Martin. Uh, he's a guy that um, kind of worked under the Bob Huggins tree for a while. Um, you look at their, what they're going to do. South Carolina State's going to press. Uh, that is a horrific idea against Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky should just destroy this group. Throw in the fact that South Carolina State has no paint uh, front court at all. Sheba should have a huge game here. Um, I look at this one starting on and quickly. South Carolina State is bad. Howard is significantly better than South Carolina State, and Kentucky was up 21 at the half against them. I, I think Kentucky comes out and ends this game early. They have Gonzaga on deck. I kind of have this game at like 52-19 at the half. I think Kentucky rolls here. I think they put up a big and crooked number on lowly South Carolina State tonight. I played it first half, minus 22.5. Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus. And uh, the, looking at uh, all these games, Jeff, and I know you, you kind of go from conference to conference. I, di- I didn't realize this till earlier this week, but how about the uh, the SWAC and the Pac-12 playing a series and the SWAC being 3-0 and against the Pac-12? And uh, we talked to Coach uh, Michael Perry, former uh, assistant coach here at East Carolina and on the, uh, the radio broadcast now, and he said, you know, credit to the Pac-12 for actually scheduling these games and, and going on the road and playing these teams, but that's what happens uh, when you go on the road and play the little guy. Uh, sometimes they get you, and the SWAC goes 3-0 and against the Pac-12 this year. It's crazy. Well, I'll tell you one thing. There's one team, though, that will not have any trouble with the SWAC, and that would be Arizona. They beat up Southern last week, put up 95 on that group. 
Uh, Cliff, that's another spot tonight that I would that would very much bet into. Arizona State, Arizona, uh, sorry, not Arizona State. Arizona's at home tonight against Utah Tech. Uh, Utah Tech used to be Dixie State. Um, they are a group that I mean, you look at last season. Arizona absolutely pummeled these sorts of teams. I mean, just blew them out. Put up a hundred many times. Actually, already put up 117 against Nickel State. Arizona wants to play as fast as possible. They have the best two-point offense in America. Um, they get to the free throw line and they make their foul shots. Utah Tech is going to be in uh, trouble tonight against this Arizona team. Arizona, not really any look-ahead games. Um, team total tonight is 95 and a half. I think Arizona gets to 100 here. I think they're an NBA type of offense against these types of teams. And again, you look at last year, Rio Grande put up 104. Sacramento State put up 105. Northern Colorado put up 101, put up 97 on North Dakota State, 94 on Wyoming. This is a really, really good offense, Arizona, against really bad teams. I think they pummel uh, Utah Tech and put up a big number as well. They do great stuff, man. Check them out, Barstool Sports, on uh, Twitter as well. He's uh, he's giving out picks. He's doing Q&As. He's doing it all. Uh, the sit-down podcast. Jeff, I uh, always appreciate your, your time, man. We uh, will be... On the air Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2, so we'll see if uh, we can connect with you then and talk some more college football. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Jeff Nadeau joining us on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up Hour 2. Hour 3, we'll talk to Touchdown. Tony Collins, talk some Pirate football, NFL, and more. Hear from the coordinators, Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell, and make you a winner. It's all ahead on Hour 3. We'll wrap up Hour 2 after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back brown and wood is your home of the best selection of gmc cadillac buick and mazda in eastern north carolina since 1937 shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, the racers of Murray State get a layup at the horn and they will go into the locker room with a 35 to 28 lead over number 24, Texas A&M. They are playing down at Myrtle Beach, 35 28 the score at halftime. Uh, Colorado State and South Carolina are about to get underway on ESPNU as they will be playing in Charleston. So a lot of basketball action going on uh, a week ahead of Feast Week. There will be games all day, uh, all week, next week. So exciting time if you are a sports fan. Touchdown! Tony Collins joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. In the house. Tony's still waiting on his first appearance at Menji's Coliseum this year. I am. I'm waiting on my first appearance at Menji's and I'm waiting on my ham! hey look it's i'm waiting on my ham man we are a week away from ham (laughs) again i forgot about that uh yeah i need to get with troy d and uh and get that done 
Uh, but Tony, the Pirates three and zero in hoops this year. Yeah, I see that. Uh, we haven't played the the, the biggest of, of schools, but we're three and zero. That's right. Well, before y'all got, to, you got something to say. What? Well, if you going you gonna get up with Troy, you ain't ever getting that ham. I, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's like you gonna get up with Troy. It's like the steak dinner that we're supposed to get. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. been that's been like four years from now, four years ago. So. But you know what's even better than a ham, Tony? It's just knowing that we owe you a ham. Yeah, that, yeah, that's so like, better. yeah, that's even better. <laughs> better than eating the actual ham. It's how I owe you. It's as yeah, good as money. Yeah. That's what as he long, said. As dumb and dumb. As long as I owe you, you're not. You're never broke. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and uh, all right. So basketball, Tony. I, I don't know how much, how close you've been following this. So East Carolina's three and zero. Game one got down by sixteen to Murray uh, to Mercer. Came back and won. Right. right. Game two, we're down twenty three to four. The Presbyterian. I saw that. Came back and won. Last night, same script. Was it 17, Chandler, the largest deficit? I believe it was 17 to Hampton. They were down 13 with seven-plus minutes left, went on a 20-0 run, and won the game. So, if you do want to go to a game... Are they calling them the comeback kids right now? They are. (laughs) If you go go to a game, you might as well just show up the last five minutes. That's when they start playing. There you go. Uh, It has been crazy, and Mike Schwartz is not really pleased about it after last night, but uh, he is pleased to be 3-0 on the season uh did you play uh, i know you, you we talked about you playing some baseball did you play basketball at all? i did play basketball Are you, uh, any good i was all right i led the team in scoring so you know all right what uh, position i was like a, a shooting guard all right good deal <laughs> but and never I, I was a shooting guard and then i jumped center <laughs> <laughs> and uh played with a lot of caucasians right yeah i did <laughs> Just Matter saying. of fact, they're all Caucasians <laughs> so, on my team. <laughs> so Tony was all all conference, uh, and you can figure out why. Probably uh, good stuff. All right, so uh, we'll get into some football. We owe a break, so let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk uh, tie bow, a final bow on ECU Cincinnati. Tony Collins uh, has one one big complaint. That has happened uh, to the Pirates all year that we'll talk about. Mm. And uh, also look at Senior Day. East Carolina taking on Houston, 2 o'clock. Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on Saturday. We'll dive into that. And the NFL. My commanders are hot, Tony. We'll uh, look at and uh, see what's going on in the NFL. Couldn't believe that. Let's go. All right, more to go with Touchdown. Tony Collins when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Going to make you a winner coming up in just a little bit. Touchdown. Tony Collins is here. 
And the Pirates have one more home game, Tony Collins. That's one of the year. Yeah, man. It's uh, kind of flown by, as it tends to do. East Carolina will take on Houston. Unfortunately, the hopes to get in a conference championship were dashed with the loss to Cincinnati last Friday night. And we'll uh, touch on that one before we look ahead. And, Tony, you came in here, and uh, the one thing, uh, first thing you talked about with that game is something we've talked about, unfortunately, all year long, special teams. Yeah, the, the the kickoff return hurt us real bad. Um, missed field goal. Um, but but the other things, too, you know, I, I think we had like two third down, pen, third, third down penalties that really killed our drive. I mean, we were driving the ball pretty well, and that, that really uh, put, a, put a stink on it. But uh, overall, I think the defense, you know, they gave up some big plays. But overall, they played well if you cut those big plays out. Uh, um, Donnie didn't call a bad game, you know. I, I, I didn't. It wasn't his worst game he called. It wasn't his best game he called either. But um, I think they played well. It just the penalties killed us, and and the special teams like it's been all year, man. You, can you imagine if our special teams was top notch right now? We'd be we'd be ranked. But that's a what if. So you, you never can go on what if. So, but. I'm looking forward to them playing well on Saturday. Kind of a shame uh, to look back on it, and, and we've talked about it enough at this point. But, like, I remember during the offseason, you know, Mike Houston talked about it, and, and we talked about it a lot. They were going to put a premium on special teams this year and put their best players on the field and, and all that. And, <laughs> and for the most part, the return defense has been good. I mean, that was the first time it had been right, exposed yeah. the way it was against Cincinnati. But the kicking game has just been uh, – horrific all year whether it be a hold a kick whatever it is in this particular case the other night apparently it was laces, laces in. yeah you could see and, it laces was, i mean i don't know how i mean i used to i used to do that in high school hold i used to hold in high school and it's it's really not a hard job to keep those laces you know away from the kicker man so i i, I just don't know what the problem is because you practice this all the time as a holder that's one of the things that that's what you're supposed to do so you know you when 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 he's got the laces looking at him i mean it really throws the kicker off man and, and, and you can actually see it man every time the laces was turned to the guy unless you got a a great kicker he doesn't he doesn't care about the laces but uh man it, it's been it's been killing us all year uh, pretty cool to be in the presence of two former specialists now. Chandler, a oh, long Chan snapper. Oh, used to hold two? Oh, he's a long snapper. Okay. Yeah. You haven't heard? I, I didn't know. I didn't, I've never known that. I didn't know he was a long snapper. I'm a former long snapper, so I love talking about this position. I'm a former specialist myself. I used to long snap. All right, I'm going to talk about my favorite part of football, special teams. How's, Are uh, you t- that's as truth? You mean that? I'm a former long snapper. So. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe you haven't heard. He tells everybody he meets, Tony. You're the only person he I hasn't just, told. I, I just heard it, yeah. I, just, I guess since you're a Hall of Famer, he didn't want to <laughs> mention it to you. But y'all should talk shop sometime. <laughs> Tony Collins, former holder. Never knew that. So, uh, And and kickers will tell you if the laces are, if you kick the laces, there's no telling where the ball might yeah, go. Yeah, that's true. And, and the thing about it is, the, the crazy thing about it is, the, when, the, when the kicker goes up to kick the ball, he's looking dead at those laces because he's looking right at the ball. So he knows... You know, uh, and, you know, he knows it's going to be bad when he when he sees those laces turn to him. And I also saw on uh, the other night that uh, I guess um, Conrad was upset with the and maybe the ball was snapped early. I don't know. It, at this point, I mean, come on, uh, Chandler. Did you see that though? Where like 
some people were blaming that maybe it was snapped too early the cadence was wrong like i don't know i, I mean, feel like we multiple things what i what i saw to me initially and it might not be the di- proper diagnosis but it, it kind of looked like conrad might have started making his way towards the football a little too early, too early? and and you may you know kind of sit because back there and he wait. thought it was going to be snapped at a certain time right or something. right yeah. and and that could be why so yeah. there's different as i said before it's all a process but a lot of times I can't see that in a kicker. I mean, yeah, the kicker's going to go. I mean, it's it's a real simple thing. As a as a as a holder, you you give them this, you give them the hand signal. The holder looks the kicker. Kicker gives the holder a nod. He goes okay. Looks at the snapper and then says, gives him right, that hand boom. signal, and the ball's coming, and it's got to go. And if you put if you snap the ball just right, and I, I mean, it just it really it's all about luck, but. That ball could be perfect laces already where he could put it down. But a lot of the times, a holder puts it down, and it's like second nature to a lot of yeah, these holders. Yeah, you, you feel those laces. Right. You can just flip them right, right around. And yeah. as soon as they're flipped around, that it, it's all about timing. And right now, it looks like timing is an issue. And it's not September. It is week 11 <laughs> yeah. in November, yeah. and we're talking about this. That, that tells you they the had, story. They had all spring, yeah. all, all summer to get this thing right. So, yeah. you know. All right, well, it we, is what it is. We move on looking for win number seven uh, as East Carolina takes on the Houston Cougars. Uh, Houston also coming in with six wins on the year. Bit of a disappointing year for Houston, who I think at one point this season were top 25 early in the year and uh, certainly aren't now. But they are making their move to the Big 12, and uh, we would love to send them out with a loss, Tony. And uh, this is a team uh, in Houston that gave up 77 points a couple wow. weeks ago. Uh, they give up a lot of points. They also score a lot of points. Yeah. So the over-under for this game is at 67. <laughs> so they're expecting a lot of points. East Carolina is a six-point favorite. But uh, what do you think about uh, – You gotta do you factor in emotions of senior day and all that stuff with Holden Aylers and these guys? Does that factor into your prediction at all? I mean, you know, senior day is a special day for, for the seniors. And, you know, you get your mom and your dad to come out on the field with you. And you know this is the last game that you're going to play at home – and it's a special game for the guys. I remember my senior day, man. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's a special game, and you want to play well that 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 last game at home. And I'm sure the guys are going to play well. I'm sure the Pirates are going to play well. You know, Houston has they got a lot of talent. They they, they got some speed. The defense is not too bad, but you know they give up a lot of points. And you know, again, I, I see us scoring a lot of points. We just got to minimize our penalties on offense. Uh, we haven't really turned the ball over. That didn't hurt us uh, last week. And so if we do that, man, we'll, we should score 50. How many? You said uh, 49 <laughs> against Cincinnati. We would have scored 49. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and the, on, a note on those penalties, Tony, I think you can speak to this as a, the guy that played it's as many games killer, as you did. Man. But, so, like, okay, why do we have those against Cincinnati, those holding calls we didn't have against other teams? Well, part of it is because Cincinnati has good athletes right. and they beat our guy on the line of scrimmage. Right. And your last resort is to not get your quarterback killed. So you grab. So I think part of it was that we played against a good team with good players. Yeah. So 
I, you know, will we see those this week? I, I don't know. We haven't seen them uh, creep up a lot in games, but the offensive line's been pretty solid. But sometimes you just get beat by the man in front of you, right? Yeah, you, you do. And, and, and one of the things that, you know, some linemen will do when, when they know that their, their quarterback is going to get laid out. And, and it's sometimes it's a good holding penalty right. to do that. But when you're third down and you got four yards, five yards to go and you, you're on the drive, man, you, you just got to, you just got to understand you cannot, you cannot hold at this point in time. And I do, now that you say that, remember a third and short and East Carolina got it and our, and there was a flag was, and I said, that was, it happened twice. I said, that was too quick of a play for it to be holding. Like it was a boom, boom, plays over. Sure enough, holding uh, on the offense, 10 yard penalty. So uh, yeah, it, 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 it happened. A lot of mistakes there. A lot, it got chippy as well. Yeah. So got to keep a cool head and all that. But uh, Keaton Mitchell leaves the game early for the second straight game. That Tony. hurt us. That hurt us. Uh, you had Marlon Gunn come in, who got some great tough runs to get first downs, but also had one where he broke through, got to the secondary. If that's Keaton, it's probably a touchdown. Probably. <laughs> it's definitely a touchdown. So that that was a game changer. Yeah, when, he's out of the game. When, when, when Keaton went out, man, I was like, I was like oh, my God, man, this is going to hurt us. And it did, man. You know, nothing against the freshman, but he just doesn't have the speed that Keaton has. But uh, I, I thought he played well. The, yeah. the freshman, I thought he played well. He did, you know, he did. Didn't, didn't do make any mistakes. So, uh, oh man, it, it, it was a tough loss because I really felt that we were going to win that game that uh, Friday night. Man, we had them, and we had them beat at home for the first time, and I don't know how many. Yeah, games in played at home. five years. Uh, but now Keaton Mitchell, it looks like he's good to go. Uh, he was in a, I believe, I read a red jersey yesterday along with C.J. Johnson. So C.J.'s going to play too. Yeah, okay. I think they're they're both going to give it a go. I, I'm a little surprised in today's football world that, that Keaton Mitchell will play but he has been evaluated and, and they say everything's good I've never go. seen what happened I was so upset at the end of the game I turned it off i never seen what happened at the end what what happened to CJ it was one of those where the uh, defensive guy picks him up and does like a suplex uh-huh. yeah. yeah did they get a penalty on that no nah. no penalty now now ECU did the same thing earlier in the game where they picked up a player threw Deontay him down Johnson, I, I thought that it seems like if the ref wants to call it, he can. And yeah. if not, I got. I don't know the official rule on that. So we got some home cooking. But CJ landed uh, awkwardly, kind of a head neck deal. So it was very precautionary. Got taken uh, from a stretcher to the ambulance to the hospital, but traveled back with the team. So yeah. I, I felt good that Keaton was going to be back. This is because on Saturday at the Presbyterian game, I saw him come to the basketball game with a couple other teammates. And that told me, all right, well, if he's got a bad enough concussion, they're going to tell him, all right, do not go into public, loud places, bright, bright lights. lights. Like, that, so yeah. him being at that game kind of told me. And then CJ was at the game last night. So uh, it was good to see them out there. And that kind of told me, um, you know, that they're good to go, that they'll be back for uh, Houston this week. Yeah. Tony, we talked about concussions with you, but how about did you ever have one of those scary landings on your head and neck and you, you know, one of those? Deals? Never had one of those. I've no. had one. Of those. I had a couple of knockouts, though, but never had mm. a landing on my head. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like Keaton Mitchell, uh, good to go. That is uh, great news for this Pirate offense coming up on Saturday. Shirley, let's hear a little bit from Donnie Kirkpatrick as he met with the media on uh, Wednesday. Coach, uh, Coach Houston got emotional yesterday talking about cold and senior day. I don't know if he'll get emotional, but how do you kind of put in the words of what he's done? done? Yeah, I'm not sure I can. And 
try not to think about it that way because we got a lot of football left. You know, it's not the last game. Uh, I would think at least two games, you know, you would think there. Uh, but it will be uh, it will be emotional for me because we've been through a lot together. And uh, we go way back even before that, you know, because I was here when we first started recruiting him. I was the recruiting coordinator then. And so uh, he's been special. You know, I know that uh, he's got a lot of people that love him and, you know, he's, he's, he's somebody. So, you, you know, you're nobody until you got some haters. That's one thing I know. I don't know anybody that's somebody big time that doesn't have some haters. So he's got some haters, you know, like that too, which go, goes, goes with it. And that probably, you know, actually draws you a little closer to him. But uh, nobody has done more for this program, you know, as a player. And there have been some pretty darn good ones now than Hope Mailers. You know, he's, he's going he's gonna to always be remembered pretty special. I've been very fortunate. You know, I was here for 11 years and had a ton of great ones that were great people too. You know, I, I, I refer to, you know, my happy place, Zay Jones and Hardy and uh, Andre Allison and Dwayne Harris, you know, and, and just on and on. You know, Bryce Williams, I've I just been so lucky, been so blessed to be around so many of those great ones. And he is right there, if not the top of the list, he's right there at it then just because of his toughness and just everything he's done and the sacrifice that he's made. It's just incredible. Uh, I don't know if there'll be another one like him for a long time. Could you imagine ECU without, when you came back, if he had left, being here without him? Well, I've never thought of, of it like that. You know, it was kind of neat. Like I say, he was uh, the very first person I saw when I got here. Uh, he, he met me at the door. We got in here late that night. And it was kind of a bang-bang thing because we had a game the, the Saturday. We were in the playoffs, and, uh, you know, we, Coach took the job, and we jumped in a car two days later and got here. And it was it was dark like now, you know, because of, of the time. And he was standing there waiting on me, you know. And, and I remember kind of being touched by that at that time and being excited about it. And, you know, like I say, it's uh, you're going to get me going here in a minute. I'm going to get emotional now because I don't, I don't want to be that way right now. But I guess it's just more special because, I'm going to tell you what now, we were bad. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all think we're bad now, I guess. But you, didn't, you don't remember what we were then. When we, <laughs> and he was taking the blunt all that now. I mean, he, he really has. So we would not have it, – it's not been as fast because it's never as fast as anybody wants it to be because everybody just wants it to be like wave a magic wand and now we've won every game. You know, everybody can't win every game. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I don't, we, we, we wouldn't be nearly as far along without him. You know, I don't know what we'd have done because he's, he's carried us in a lot of ways. We've got a lot of other guys doing a great job, too. Obviously, I don't want to make it all about him, but he's surely been a big part of it. As someone that has spent so much time with this program and so much time with the players um, that are the senior class, is this game, this last home game for them, something that you want as a coach just a little bit more? I want to win, yeah. I you know, I'm, I'm so old now that, you know, another win for me means nothing. You know, I got conference championship. I got a national championship, you know, and a runner-up in the national championship. So, you know, all that. that I, I always think about the players, uh, those seniors like that, how bad you, you want them to, to leave here with that great memory. And then I think about a lot of all, – really all the students. The East Carolina students are special. Uh, you're in this state, you got a battle going on, you know, with the, with the other schools and the other league and kind of being the, 
the the other person. You know what I'm saying? So I always just think about how, how great it is after we win. I think, well, I bet downtown's having fun tonight. I bet those, and I am so happy for them to get to do that. And then we have some unbelievably good support. You know, 95% of the Pirates are the best out there in the business. You know, everybody's got their 5%. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, you'd like to trade them. But uh, it, we, we just got so many people that it just means so much too. And it just, so, you know, when, when we leave the field and we win, I always look up there and kind of think about, I'm happy for those people. You know what I'm saying? I got to go back to work. You know what I'm saying? I got a few hours to go enjoy it, and I got to be back in here and be on the next one so I don't get to enjoy it too much. In the off season, how your year goes kind of controls your year. That's the sad part about this job is that how we do in the fall determines my entire year. You know what I'm saying? Even July 4th, that, it still determines you know how we did that last year, and you're thinking about the next year. But uh, this senior class – has, has, has been unbelievable because a lot of them, you know, after that first year, I, I, I wasn't sure they were coming back. You know, they were about to toss it in now when we got it. They really were. And now I think they're going to be great alums. I'm telling you, they're, they're going to be back. They're going to be back. They're going to be helping recruit. They're going to be supporting this university. And a lot of them are going to do really well in a lot of ways. All right, Donnie Kirkpatrick there, kind of a big picture look at uh, what this class, what Holt Nailers and others have meant to it and how – important it is uh for him to win for those guys on saturday and uh i like the line tony about hey uh man we were bad when we got here some of y'all think we're bad now but just look how bad we were when we got here so uh he didn't lie about that (laughs) does cj have another year is that is that it for him yeah cj has another another year what about the other kid the the other winstead's one and done a one and done he's still technically a junior who cj cj right right uh cj so offensively tony uh, we're talking about whole nailers isaiah winstead ryan jones is done after this game uh, tight this year the tight end um, offensive line justin red you've got some offensive linemen it looks avery like jones. avery jones the center uh is also gonna play his last home game noah so henderson yeah noah henderson a tackle um now keaton mitchell has the decision to make on he can go pro is he just a sophomore though he's a COVID sophomore right so like he's no, it's not time for him to go pro yet. We can well you, you tell him that and Please. then sign him to an NIL deal. Oh, they keep him here. already did. I'm saying you. Oh, <laughs> you, you no, help he, keep him here. He should play one more year, man. At least, at least one more year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, are you saying that like selfishly? Or? I'm, I'm not saying it selfishly saying that. I, because okay. one of the things that that uh, you know I watched I watched Keenan. Believe me, he's a he's a he's a, a great football player. He's a great running back. He he needs to work on his his receiving, mm-hmm. catching. I mean, I've I've watched him. He drops he drops he some balls last Friday night. And but he catches some, but he drops uh, some balls. And I, I think if he if he stays another year and he works on that, because that's one of the things that you know that the NFL is looking for. Because Keaton's not a big running back. He's not going to be Derrick Henry every down back. Right, he's not that. So he can he can be used. Uh, 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 on on third downs, yeah. but but for for him to be used on third down, he has to be able to catch every pass that comes his way. Nah, yeah, I think that's a good point, and uh, he could find his so niche there. Uh, in another the year would do him very very well. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get a break in. We'll hear some of Blake Carroll. We'll talk some NFL. Um, I feel like I should know what this is. Robert says tomorrow night, Chandler HC is coming. 
Hertford County and Whiteville Wolfpack uh, are going at it in the state third, championship third round. Third round is it third round? So this would be probably round? the Eastern semis, I guess. Yes. Are we at that point? I believe so. Yeah. Because we're deep into this thing, and Whiteville has taken care of business in all their games um, pretty smoothly. So Hertford County is coming. So got to watch out. HC is coming. All right. Uh, Shirley Rhodes, let's open up the booty bag here on a Thursday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250, the number for winners. Charlie, what are we giving away today? $15 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's. All right, and what caller are we looking for? Uh, Let's do caller 12. Shout out to the crowd at Benji's last night. Shout out to the crowd at A.J.'s. We had two teams we hadn't seen in a while, a little late night trivia. Had a good crowd for... A late night. We missed you out there, Chandler. Was the uh, was my team out there? Your team was there. So there was four teams. There was five teams. Wow. Five. I was expecting maybe two since we started late, but uh, we had a good crowd playing some late night. Who trivia. got the win last night? Uh, EC Skin beat your beat your team by one point. Wow. Um, yeah, I was planning on being out there, but I, I'm doing post game now for EC basketball and. Took uh, took Mike Schwartz uh, quite a while to get to the uh, podium, but all is well. Hey, one of your hats that you wear around here, doing a great job. Three one seven twelve fifty. We're back with more touchdown Tony Collins after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Keith Smith of Greenville. Picked up a $15 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A. AJ's. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday night. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. Touchdown, Tony Collins to my left. Pirates still have some... Uh, couple of games to go a few games to go i should say two in the regular season one bowl game excited about that have not done a bud light pregame tailgate and fifth quarter calling show for a bowl game in been a long time <laughs> eight years wow man that's crazy wow. so we'll uh, finally get one of those this year excited about that tony collins uh already looking at next year i don't know what spurred this uh thought from you tony but during the break you said Man, we got an easy schedule next year. We should go eight and four. <laughs> At so, least. So I want to break that down with you real quick <laughs> since you brought it up. So here are the home games for 2023. Marshall at home. Win. Gardner Webb at home. Win. All right. Conference games. Tulsa. Win. SMU. Win. Tulane. Mm-hmm. Charlotte. Win. So you got at least five and one. At home. At least five wins. At least. Okay. 
all right well if you're going eight and four and you got a five there all you need is three on the road or potentially two road games next year at michigan loss at appalachian state win appalachian state can be beat sure okay um at utsa you don't even know who that is. Yeah, I do. Texas. They're I mean, pretty good. We, yeah, we, we should beat them though. Okay. We, we we should we should be able to play with those guys. They play in the uh, the house that David Robinson built. They're in the Alamo Dome, Tony. Mm-hmm. That'll be a pretty cool atmosphere. Yeah. All right. So that that's a win. Yeah. All right. Uh, at Rice. Another one. You got to win that. At FAU. I'm not really too much on them, but they're not no powerhouse. We should win that one, too. At Navy. Come on, man. We should have beaten Navy this year, man. It's just a win. You have one definite loss in Michigan and one. Maybe Tulane. We might lose that one. And one or two ands. So, like, you're nine and three. I like it. (laughs) So, uh, that's kind of a look, too, at the new conference with some teams leaving, some teams coming in. You're going to be favored in some of the matchups uh, with these new teams. So uh, to, now you're just looking at the schedule. What about you got to factor in Mason Garcia, quarterback, new quarterback? Hey, from what I from, my, from what I hear about Garcia, man, he, he's a he's a quarterback that can play. I mean, he, he hasn't got much playing time because of Holton, but um, from what I'm understanding, from what I'm hearing, that he can throw the ball. So I mean, and we got if CJ comes back. I mean, we got some young receivers that I think will step up. Uh, Keaton, if Keaton comes back, which he should, and we we should we should have a a, a, a team on offense that can put up some points. Uh, Tony, uh, now it's funny. Robert just put this in on YouTube. He says a hundred dollars says C.J. Johnson enters the draft, which he shouldn't. Right, but I, I mean, don't mean a, he won't. A, a, I know another year for C.J would do him really really good. I mean I, I mean I'm just saying. I mean, I think CJ will, will will do great in the in the league. I think he will and it's all it's all about him getting on the right team, but he he has a chance of coming back next year and catching 115 passes and and maybe get drafted in the first or the second round. If he goes out this year, I can't see him going no higher than the fourth round. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know so if he why, gets drafted. So, he might get drafted yeah, late. So but. why? So why? Why take a chance on that right now yeah. when you got another year to to? I mean, really, just pile it on with the stats and 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 and, and perfect your your, your 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 whatever you're doing. So I mean, but you know, again, you know, he sees that money, and you know, hopefully, he can understand that man. He he he'll have a long career in the NFL if he just. Just be calm and just just wait it out for another year. But again, you know that money is a it's a whole lot of money in the NFL. But if he doesn't get drafted, right now you're struggling. Yeah, uh, Conan. I'll get to your question to Tony in just a second. But Chandler, uh, so let's run the hypothetical. CJ does decide to go. You're without Isaiah, CJ, Ryan Jones, Aaron Jarman. It feels like we're in the same position as last year like this coming february that we were think, thinking about last february where man we got nobody to throw to what are we going to do so we might have to hit that portal hard portal, again yeah. and hope we land somebody half as good as isaiah winstead because he has been awesome this year well if we do exactly what we did last year then we're in for a good haul because i mean what a great addition we got with isaiah winstead and even 
you know Jalen Johnson. Yeah, who has when he's been, been able to go, when he's been able to go, he's been try he's tried to go the past few games, but he whatever is bothering him has been uh, re bothering him. But yeah, the transfer portal has definitely been a help, especially this past off season. And I do I remember sitting there thinking like, who is Holton going to throw to? And now you look and he's got all the weapons in the world. So yeah. It looks like we're going to be in that same position of thinking, all right, who is Mason Garcia going to throw to come September of next year in the big house? And maybe, hopefully, this the coaching staff can go out there into the transfer portal and find some big-time talent. Tony, uh, we talked about Keaton Mitchell. You said another year would do him great. You said C.J. Johnson another year would do him great as far as uh, a pr- potential pro career. Conan asked, uh, is there anyone ready right now, you think, for the NFL on this roster? When you watch them, who's – who the other could, receiver. Isaiah Winstead. Isaiah. You Isaiah, like him as yeah. a pro. I think he's ready. I mean, well, he has to be ready. But, yeah. I, but I really think that he's 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 ready to to play in the league. And it's, and it's all about, I'm going to tell you, man, you, you could be a great receiver uh, in college, and but if you get on the wrong team, if, but you but if you get in that right situation where they're they're going to be able to use you and and, and 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 it's all about that and and it's all about understanding that you know if if you got another year and you can tune yourself to to that pro capability and I'm I'm saying this about Keaton he needs to put on some more weight I mean he has a chance to put on a little bit more weight next year he can still keep his speed. But uh, because I mean I don't know if what he weighs 185 pounds soaking wet right now, but I, you know I, I just think the the only one is 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 the other the other receiver. I keep forgetting his name. Isaiah Winston. Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah is ready, uh, and I think I don't know if he'll get drafted high, but I, I'm pretty sure if Isaiah gets gets in the league and he gets on the team, he's pro ready right now. I really believe that. He also is 100% focused on football. I mean, he's made no bones about it. His goal is to make it to the league. And I feel like he's done all he can at this point to achieve that goal. Uh, and, Tony, I think you brought up some good points with Keaton, too. And, and it, that that kind of speaks volumes coming from a former Pro Bowl running back in the NFL about what he needs to do. He, you're right. He is a great college football running back, but there are things he can do to improve his stock. And you've named them. Namely, putting on another year uh, off-season program, putting on weight, but also catching, catching the, ball the ball at the backfield, the backfield yeah. and how he might be utilized as a pro. Yeah, because it won't be the same as he I is. mean, he, he he can be a re- he can be a, a great receiver. Right now, he's not a great receiver. I yeah. watched him; he's not a great receiver. But he can be put in the slot because yeah. of his speed. Yeah. And so, if he can, if the way can, NFL offenses go now, they go three, four wide. <laughs> like they're like college all the time. So, so man, I I just think he he definitely should should wait another year, and he'll he'll be he'll be pretty good in the, in the league. How about a guy that hasn't been? I feel like he was highlighted more earlier in the season than now. But Ryan Jones is a major offensive weapon. He's been kind of gimpy. Like he's he's kind of limped to the sidelines quite a bit this year, especially Man. the past couple of games. And the maybe some nagging game. stuff there. Yeah. But is he a guy, Tony? You think we'll, we'll get a shot? He's got all the size. He's and he's got he's got good speed, man. Yeah. But uh, you know, again, it's gonna he's not gonna get drafted high because he hasn't got the numbers. So he's not gonna get drafted high. So it's all about him getting to that team where he can get be used or getting on the team where somebody's going to get hurt, he's going to get an opportunity. I'm going to tell you, in the NFL, it's all about opportunity. Uh, my my, I came out in the second round, and when I came to New England, I was the third-string running back. They only drafted me to, to return kicks. Hmm. 
And Vegas Ferguson out of Notre Dame was our number one running back. Horace Ivey from Oklahoma was the number two running back. And so the only reason I got to play the very first game of the season, because they were hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so I got an opportunity. And I, I and I was ready. My I was ready for my opportunity, and you know, rest is history. Yeah. And uh, speaking of opportunities, the the NFL is not the only pro league out there right now. I uh, saw uh, earlier this week Josh Hawkins will be playing in the XFL. And uh, Chandler, you brought this to my attention. How about former ECU offensive lineman Fernando Fry uh, was selected in the XFL draft. He'll be playing with the Vipers. Who is that? The Vegas Vipers. So. Also, Garrett McGinn will be playing for uh, the Renegades as G-Mac. well. All right, good deal. So he'll be on the same team with Josh Hawkins. Uh, so these guys, Tony, going to continue their football career. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, The Rock is involved in this new XFL, right? So they're trying to, to make this a thing. So it, what was the league that just played this past spring? USFL. USFL. That was the USFL. Skip Holtz won it. That's right. He won it. So this will be... The XFL returning for the third time? There's too many damn leagues out there. (laughs) Am I right about that? This will be like the third time? this is the third implementation. Third time's a charm, Tony. We'll We'll see if it works. You just talked about opportunity, Tony. This is a perfect opportunity platform for these players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You look at Taylor Heineke and a P.J. Walker who just a few years ago was in the XFL. You got some defensive guys. I know the Panthers, they just cut them, but Kenny Robinson got uh, signed to the Panthers because of his performance in the XFL. So these former Pirates could, you know, have their opportunity to yeah. make 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 some plays in this XFL and then hopefully get uh, elevated to the NFL. There's one more that actually got drafted today. Eric Lawson uh, got picked up. Former long snapper. Yep, former long snapper. <laughs> I'm glad Chandler's here. Uh, yeah, because I was scouting thinking, report on him, Chandler. I, because I, I, the abbreviation I, 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 I on draft the draft. Him? They drafted long snappers now? They draft, they draft everybody. Um, but no, I was wondering what LS stood for on the Oh, show. shame on you, Shirley. <laughs> Don't like, say that around Chandler. I was like, what? LS. I, well, Loser? No, yeah. I was thinking safety of some sort. Long is safety. What, long safety. <laughs> long safety. I would, I would have never guessed long snapper because I don't think in that realm. I think offense, wow. defense, sorry. What an insult. I know I'm sitting beside a former long snapper. <laughs> A former defense, uh, excuse me, you a sit, former sit, special teams player. You're one of the best long snappers. I know. Uh, an I, almost former pirate. Yeah. So uh, I, I screwed that when up. When did he play, Chandler? He played, I want to say he played in that, uh, not in the COVID year. He played the year before, so he played in Mike Houston's first year. Wow, okay. Still still snapping and it. played one year here. Tony, you played some pro football outside of the NFL, what, late in your career? Is that right? What'd yeah, you do? I played in the. <laughs> I was gonna coach in arena football, and so I was like, "Wow, I can still play." <laughs> so I played like three years in it. <laughs> Wait, so football. you were going as a coach? I was going as a coach, and we're like, "I'm better than these guys." <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> how, how old were you? At the That's time? awesome. I was like, what, thirty-two, maybe thirty-three. Wow. Yeah. So like and you're like young but old for a football player, yeah. old and you're for like, a running back. Screw the whistle, give me the pass. Yeah, <laughs> played three years in that league. Yeah. First of all, you're cut. Second of all, I'm taking your spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. We'll get Tony's official prediction and talk any NFL. Good discussion today. We'll uh, look at uh, the slate of games coming up. The Commanders are winning. Well. The Commanders are back. We'll uh, take a timeout. Come back. More to go after this. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, The Dow fell seven points today, closed out at 33,546. NASDAQ was also down. 38 points at 11,144, and the S&P was down 12 points at 3,946. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, touchdown Tony Collins here. Let's talk a little NFL before we wrap it up. Tony, um, fantasy question for you. Should I start Christian Watson tonight coming off his first big game as a pro, mm-hmm. catching all those balls for touchdowns last week? Uh, they played the Titans tonight. I also have Juju, who was in concussion protocol, so I probably won't put him in the lineup. Start Watson. I have Cortland Sutton, a uh, very talented Broncos receiver who has not done much at all this year in that Broncos offense playing Las Vegas. Would you start? Watson. Start Watson? Yeah, he's going to have another good game tonight. All right. You like the uh, Packers tonight? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, looking at the other games this week, who your guys got? Ooh, got Jets, Jets rematch. Big game for us. It is a big game. At home, coming off a bye, right? Must, a must win for us this week. And all of a sudden, that uh, AFC East is getting it's interesting. Tight, 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 And our Dolphins... Shirley and I's Dolphins uh, look like they I mean, could. You, you're Dolphins. Well, how, how, how you jump on? You just jumped off the bandwagon from Commanders to, to a Dolphins. No, no, they're my Commanders. They're our <laughs> Dolphins. No, this is how he does it. It's our Dolphins when the Dolphins win. It's my Dolphins <laughs> when, when the lose. Dolphins lose. Yeah. That's how that yeah, works. Okay. When Tua plays, they're our Dolphins. When he's out, they're Shirley's Dolphins. Um, but they look like uh, they're going to be right there with the Bills and and the Jets and Pats. Every much like the, I mean, it, the Patriots it, only two games out of first place. Yeah, much like the NFC East, the AFC East, a uh, very very good division this year with everybody over five hundred. So that's a key game, Pats and jets other key games did you see where they moved to buffalo detroit, right? <laughs> yeah buffalo and cleveland has officially moved there. to detroit yeah. so uh we asked uh, kevin monroe earlier i bet you played in a bunch of snow games right well we, we had a game that, that was called the snow oh that's game. right <laughs> where the uh convict went on the field and like what cleared the snow cleared, cleared the cleared the path for so you guys could kick it and we won the game and coach shula was pissed <laughs> he was pissed so, uh, yeah, you're in the actual snow game. That's right. Uh, let's see. Other games this weekend. Ooh, Cowboys at Vikings. I think the Vikings going to win. I mean, I, I mean, they for some reason, they find a way to win the game for the last three or four games. I, I You know, they're the worst 8-1. I don't know. 8-7. Eight, 8-1. Eight they're the worst 8-1 team I agree. in the league right now. They are 8-1. It is not a pretty 8-1, but... How about that? You, you go under center and can't get the snap off that, at the one yard I, I line. I couldn't believe that, man. That was just that was crazy. What a way to man, lose! That was, a, that was a crazy game. And they still end up going to overtime, getting yeah. a field goal, going to OT. Uh, so the NFL continues to deliver drama each and every week, and uh, we'll see what happens coming up this week. All right, Tony. Uh, final prediction: East Carolina and Houston, two o'clock on Saturday. Okay, before I give my final prediction, I got to tell you now. This is my last. Uh, day of uh, time being in the studio because I'm leaving. Now, I thought about this. There's Thanksgiving coming up next week. 
So this so, is it. Yeah, but you, I mean, I can call. I can call in if you guys want me to. We got to have you for like a bowl game and everything. I can call in. I'm going to be gone from from next Wednesday till January. I got to see my grandbabies. Okay, celebrating Christmas, Thanksgiving. Well, you told me some other news last week that we, that's we're not getting into that yet. Well, I don't remember what I told you. Like, like uh, gone, gone, like gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like back, 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 gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last uh, in-studio appearance of last the year. Last in-studio appearance right. is, to, is today, yeah. So um, I'm going to miss you guys, man. It, it was it's been it was, fun. It was fun. But I, I, I would love to call in. All right, uh, yeah, we'll call on, you. On a Thursday. So Definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll set that up. All right, well, what's your prediction? I'm, I'm predicting I'm predicting a, a lot of points. It's going to be a nice day, 54, 55 degrees. We're going to score a lot of points on Houston. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be totally honest with you. It's gonna be like 54 to 40. I think we can if Wild if one. we play it like that, man. And we if we play our game, don't make mistakes. We can score a lot of points on this team. But you know we gotta play, gotta play smart. Special teams we can't can't kill us on special teams. Can't have the crazy penalties. Oh man, it, it's 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 been a tough it's it's been a tough year this year than all the other years. All the other years when we when we had what's that guy's name that the the black coach we what was his name Scotty Montgomery. When we had Scotty Montgomery, we had a bad team, and and so it was just you know we we we, we just we we know we're gonna, we're yeah. gonna this year is is hurt it hurts because I see all the talent that's out there. You know you just see it, man. Defense playing good, but we just had. Uh, some tough games, but uh, we're going to score a lot of points, man. And I just think uh, it, it'll be a good win for us. All right. Tony Collins says we're putting on a show. 50, 50, at least 50 points. For the seniors and uh, for the fans, the final game here at home. All right. Enjoyed it, Tony. Have a happy Thanksgiving. You He's too. Ham man. We I, owe I, guess, ham. I guess I won't get my ham until well, next we'll, year. We'll figure it out. <laughs> hey, you think I'm going to get my ham? Do you think I'm going right. to get my hand? If I'm a betting man. Uh, do you think I'm going to get my hand before I leave on Wednesday? Hell no. 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 You know why? Because Troy will say, Thanksgiving's on Thursday. We're not going to give it to you on Wednesday. No, that's too early. That's bad luck to have, your, to have your hand before Thanksgiving. All right, Tony. Enjoyed it, man. Shirley, Chandler, we'll see you at 3 o'clock on Friday. And uh, we'll see you folks as well. We're back uh, on Friday at 3. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.